Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you love the unfiltered rise and wish there was more? Well, now you're in luck. Head on over to Patreon and check out all our tiers for extra episodes, early drops, ad-free episodes, and more. And don't worry, Free Feed, we would never forget you. I love all my listeners. I'll never cut the episodes in half, and I'll never skimp on those as well. But if you want to support us, that's a great way to do it. And we have something in return for you. So come check us out. You won't be disappointed. Have a blessed day. Feeling a bit like Alice, tumbling down the rabbit hole. Hmm? You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Let's go now to our new episode of the Unfiltered Rise with me, Heidi Love. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Unfiltered Rise. And today I have with me the Paranoid American. I'm so happy to have him here, and I'm excited to see where this is going to go because it's already going some pretty fun places. How are you doing today? Good. I appreciate you having me on here. So thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited for you to come on. Thank you. So you so, have questions for well, me. Well, yeah, let's just jump right into it. <laughs> Because, you know, you've got some insider info on Mormonism from your own perspective. Oh, I do. I have all the info. And I so, tell all the info. How how many people that are deep into Mormonism believe in magic underpants and what makes them magic? What what do they oh, do for you? Have you seen the magical underpants? I have. And they look very uncomfortable. They're they, they, Yeah, they look very uncomfortable. So, I know what they say. And now I know what I know. So for 34 years, I was very devout Mormon. And I went through the temple. I did all the temple ceremonies, all the temple rites. Most people that do the Mormon podcasts have not. That Like, if you listen to Mormon stuff, you, you know, I think maybe John Dillon did. But other than that, and he's big. I mean, but other than that, most of the smaller ones got to a certain point and jumped off the boat because they saw the light that I apparently apparently I am blind. So anyways, I do believe that that most people, I would say 99% of Mormons actually truly 100% believe those garments protect you. We have to wear them. Um, we get them just like Freemasons do as part of our initiatory. So we get a new name in initiatory and we get these new undergarments in initiatory after we have, it used to be a real bath. But now it's all sketchy because like people, so they changed it from like an actual bath to um, like, like washing off with a washcloth or something. And then when I went through years and years ago, that would have been in 
1996, I went through, they had us put on a poncho thing and it was slit all the way up the sides. Like, like really like a poncho, like a Mexican poncho and you're naked <laughs> there, there. and nobody else is around, but women, but they still come in and do this weird blessing on you. And they do touch like right here. It's, it's asexual. It, people make it out. Like I'm not one of those people that like to make it more. It's already great. Like you don't need to sensationalize. It's weird enough. So then that got changed because obviously people were uncomfortable being weirdly naked um on an altar this cold bench that i didn't know was an altar i found that out later and are we talking like was, like naked skin is touching altar at some point or is the, the poncho mm -hmm, always no, it, it it's not a very long poncho no you're definitely your butt is definitely on okay, that altar. so we're talking like 1960s air stewardess poncho oh yeah yeah okay. for sure it's not it's <laughs> not, not a victorian covering, poncho well it's covering the bits but it's and for me maybe it was less good because i was very pregnant and so all the room was up front you know like taken up by this baby so it was maybe for somebody else it was longer but i'm also five nine so like it wasn't good for me it was a bad day the big belly plus five nine left very little do you get to keep this poncho or is this like you turn no, it back in and they reuse it no for the next way. one yeah they totally they're not sending home anything that they have that's like i think it's more about like we don't want people to have this later you know <laughs> So you and get so, but you get your own underpants. You do, but okay. guess how much they are. You don't get them. You have to buy them and bring them with you. And then they like pretend to give them because they're about back then when I went through, they're about $32 a piece. So the only people that can make them is the church. The only place you can buy them is the temple store. And if you go in there, you have to have your temple recommend. And it used to be a barcode that they'd scan, but now everything's digital. They're no dummies. They, they know they keep everything pretty locked up as far as who can get in there. Is it impossible? No. If you had a temple recommend and then you all of a sudden decided you didn't want to be a Mormon anymore, I'm sure you could go get some, you know, but, um, yeah. So you go buy, you have to buy many, many, many pairs of these. This is your underwear. And so it's like, is this a your only underwear? Like, like, are you, you mixing and matching it. or this is no, the only that, that the only difference is, is men can have, they have special ones for men in the military and they're green because they didn't want them to like stand out like a sore thumb because they really do for men look like a t-shirt and boxer shorts for women. They almost are like, a t-shirt which the t-shirt is like more here i'll show you like this let's see oh i knocked my mic like that that's about where they go so like that and then probably this scoop is about where they would go so you can't wear anything revealed like at all and you can't wear your bra underneath of your clothes you have to wear the garment first and then your bra and there's rules about how you put them on. You have to put the right arm in first, the right leg in first. They can't touch the ground. And once they wear out, there's so there's the square and compass on them, but they're turned. It looks kind of like an L on one really? side. For everyone? Yes. Like, like for everyone. How, how old do you get your first pair? Like are you So you have to go to the temple. You have to either be going on a mission, which they go now at 18 or you have to be getting married. So, I mean, if you were worthy, like, and I was 15, I could go through, I mean, would they frown upon that? Probably. I mean, I don't think the mainstream, the mainstream doesn't really want to be 
associated with child brides as much anymore, but I was a child bride. I was 17 when I got married to a 25 year old man, but I'm in the mainstream Mormonism. However, I don't know if you know enough about me to know this, but my um, ex brother-in-law is Warren Jeff's nephew. <laughs> you know who Warren Jeff's is. Uh, didn't he have like 30 child brides, right? Uh, he, he was, he is currently the president of the fundies, the fundamentalist Mormon church. Yes. He runs it from prison because he had a 12 year old little girl as his bride. So it didn't work out for him. And they did finally arrest him, not because he had polygamy and not because he had so many brides, but because so many of them were extremely underage and they found video. And so he couldn't say it didn't happen. So actually my ex brother-in-law came on, he was double related because they kind of incestuously marry. So Warren Jeff's father is Rulon Jeffs. And so he was already Warren Jeff's nephew but also Rulon Jeff's granddaughter married him. So he was like doubly, yeah, double dose, double dose. This is bro. Warren, Warren Jeff's, right? Warren Jeff's. Uh, yeah, he's a sponsor his, of my oh. show. In fact, he is our, not. He, no, he's one of our biggest donors. <laughs> we've got, we've got a whole plush series that that's, we're coming. We actually <laughs> have Mormon. well, we've got an American, you know, the American girl, the American dolls. Uh, yeah. We actually have a, a Warren Jeffs edition. It comes with Warren Jeff and then like and 18, 50, 50 girls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So yeah, even if you're on your um, lady business, even if you want to wear, cause they're very loose, like um, grandma bloomers, you know, if you see mm -hmm. grandma bloomers, they're like that. And if you are young and have lady business, man, is that misery. It's like extra miserable. And so you can wear underwear over the top of them, but nothing else can touch your skin first. And the only time you can take them off is if you're swimming, if you're at the gym, um, if you're making more Mormons, because Mormons love to make Mormons. And let's see. That's about it. I mean, the, wow. the gym feels a little open-ended. Like what know, is a gym? weird, huh? It, like a real, like working out. But I think it's just because they don't want they never want them exposed so like if it's hanging out a little bit of a shirt or something i think people were just overall hot it never used to be that way and they for the fundamentalists as we're speaking about them theirs go down to their wrists and to their ankles so if you see a polygamist ankle and you're in that group that is scandalous super scandalous is that is that like uh does anyone use that? Do they like show a little bit outside right? of the arm and it's like, like just like this. She's a wild one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't need to because they they don't get to pick anyways. So they just get assigned. Um so my my brother, ex-brother-in-law that I was talking about, he was talking about his the way he got married. And he got a call about noon that day, and they said, We had a revelation from God. You need to marry this lady. I don't know her name, but whatever it was and that he was like okay and and they're very pure they don't have any like experiences and he said i had till seven o'clock that night and we got married at seven was we? so him and him and uh the wife got married at 7 p.m that that night like he got from 3 p.m to 7 p.m to get married <laughs> wow so he had two wives um later they he had at the wife. same time oh yeah, they're fundamentalists. Um, so his step, his his dad, I don't know if you call them stepmoms, his other moms, 
he grew up with three total moms and there was about 35 kids. And then later his dad had up to 12 wives. I believe he said 12. So how do they, is, is there any plans to avoid incest or is it just like, if it happens, it happens. It's no, it's, it's, is there like a registry where you're like, sorry, we know that you, you know, we were going to pair you up with this, but no, they push it and they have some of the weirdest, um, no, they, they don't marry brother, sister, but cousins, first cousins are straight up like that's going to happen because there's not very many of them and they feel like all of us are damned and going to hell. So they don't bring in others, but there is other sex. So like you'll hear people say the Jeff's clan or this other clan, you'll hear about clans and sometimes they'll switch up, but even then they're all related, all of them. And so we get some really, as a nurse, I've seen some really strange things that don't happen to anybody else. Like, like deliverance? Would, um, no, it's, but I will tell you a common one, which is very strange is a, they're very tall. Tell me if this sounds, tell me if this is like ding, ding, ding. And sometimes they have six digits. Sound like anything you know of? Like it sounds like a highly evolved creature that might be taking over the planet soon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Oh, but they're very, and they're very white and delightsome. Do you know about white and delightsome? Oh, I know what white is. Are you saying delightful? That sounds amazing. White and delightsome. Yes. They actually quote in their scriptures that, uh, we need to be white and delightsome. And there's quotes from the second president of the church, Brigham Young, who is Bloody Brigham is a nickname for him. He's he's quite the character. I'll be doing a show about him soon. But he had, I believe, 50 wives. Um, Bloody Brigham was very into, uh, obviously, polygamy, but also didn't have a problem carrying out anything against the church, you know, like other people with the church. They had their own God squad. They still do in the fundamentalist church. So he that had sounds a cooler than the Marvel universe so far. It's very cool it out there. You should do, you should do a, Oh my gosh. If you did a book about this, this would be amazing. This would be so much fun. <laughs> There's, I have a hundred percent been, t- I don't know who, if you know who Andre Zertis is Uh shout out to Zertis. He's the, the he's fascinated with Mormonism as well. He oh, actually wow. got me to be more fascinated than I would have been without him just constantly pointing out all this like amazing, but we've been <laughs> just throwing ideas back and forth. Very vague, but you the general premise is like, uh, and I don't think I'm giving anything away. I hope not. Sorry if I am uh, Andreas, but <laughs> Like the that old show of da- David and Goliath, where it was like this over the top oh, Christian, but it oh, yeah. maybe it is uh, like a young Mormon that is dropped off in like the hood, and it's <laughs> and he's just like go recruit. Like we we need to pump the numbers, go recruit in the Do you hood. Know that? This well, well, it's essentially the concept from the Book of Mormon a little bit. Like they go to Africa instead of the hood, but no, 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 no. My neighbor, my neighbor boy went to a mission in the worst part, the worst area of Chicago that you can go to. This, I, I want to, I need to get, I need to get him in for an interview because this is exactly. <laughs> I, I would I love to. I if you, yeah. I'm 100 percent serious. No, and he, anyway, the was, yeah. Well, the, the concept is that they find the next set of golden plates and now it's oh, like yeah. they have to convince like the fundies, I guess, that no, oh, really, so like good. here's here's the new this prophecy. Right, and uh, and anyways, that's where the, the shenanigans, I'd say, converge. <laughs> I love this so much. 
much. And then you could do like a fundamental, like fundamentalist break off and a mainstream break off. It would be so fun. Like, uh, see, I don't know enough about it, but I'm, f I'm again, I'm not even kidding when I say this I'm is more girl, interesting. Bro. I can get you All the right. missionary and I can tell you whatever you, there's so, there's so much that you would, it would be chapters upon chapters and books upon books. It, All right, we'll, we'll keep talking it's about never this ending. Thing. Yes. Okay. It's so funny. So, I mean, you could do a whole episode on how hilarious the underwear are. <laughs> well, uh, so, okay. So I, I don't want to lose the underwear uh, too, too quick. Oh, and I, I also, I'm just so curious because it feels. You can ask me anything. It seems like there's an absolute gap in the market. And I, I'm going to try and t temper For myself real. on all the questions, but it sounds really? like there's like a complete monopoly. And then not only is there monopoly on who makes them, but then they go through the temple. So you have to purchase yes. them through the temple and they're locked yes. down mark of the beast digital style. Yep. Yep. So what, at what point do they become magic? Is it during the manufacturing? Is it after they yes. hit the temple so where okay. supposedly not, maybe not the manufacturing, but supposedly in between after they're finished. Right. And like they make it to whoever blesses them, whatever they do to them. Mm -hmm. I don't know because they don't let us know that. And they don't even let you know their Masonic signs. Like I wore those for years thinking in my brain, like that they were darts, you know, what darts on, on a dress or whatever. I thought like, they like were the just Western wear, you mean? Yeah, like I thought yeah. they were darts for my boobs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I was when I found it out. I and they're also on your knee. A lot of people miss that. So there's there's three on the shirt, both nipples and your umbilicus on your belly button. There's a sideways ruler, and then on the knee, there's another sideways ruler on the left knee. And I asked my grandma about it, but you have to understand, everybody keeps this locked down because people are like you seem really smart. Like, how did this happen to you? And I'm like, listen, this is from the day you were born. People telling you like, this is how you go to heaven. You can't go to heaven if you don't do this. Right. And also the fundamentalists cannot go to heaven unless they have three wives. And so like all these rules and you just assume they're part of it. And I did ask my grandma and she said, well, that's just to show that every knee will bow. And I'm like, what about the rest of them? Like on my boobs and stuff. And she's like, something about your heart, that he always remains in your heart. Like they always have an answer for everything. everything. Yeah, well, there was a circle. There was another circle. There was yeah. a dot. And then I think there was a cootie shot on the back. So it's like, oh there was a lot of logic so... involved. Yeah. It's like, what? And then you're, so you're just, like you just go with it because you're like, well, this is how it is because you, you were raised in it. So it like here, I'm the abnormal one. I still live in Utah. And so here I am the weird one. I am the one. That's why I said to Josh, when he first said, you should start a podcast. And I'm like, why? Like everybody knows this stuff. And he's like, no, 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 no. People don't know this stuff. Like you're, you're in an area. Yes, maybe so. But like other normal like places, no, Utah is very abnormal because they have such a hype and it's gone down, but they, they still control everything. They control the government here. There is no separation of church and state here. If, if you find yourself like, I don't, I don't know what all the different flavors of leaving <laughs> Mormonism might be. Cause, cause I imagine that there might be some yeah. that are just like, I don't want to be under the thumb of the elders, mm -hmm. but I still believe in all the prophecies and I still want to follow the book of Mormon. Yeah. So is there, is there, I guess the end result here First is like, levels, how, how can yeah. we start selling magical underpants that are unlicensed? But I, I want to get there is like, right? if, if you leave hilarious. the church, let's say that you're still a Mormon, but you leave the church. I assume that you still might be into the magic underpants. You still think it, they give yeah. you powers. 
is there a certain point like if you're no longer mormon would there still be a situation when you're like but i'm keeping the underpants because those are still magical oh, i don't like all you, the mormon yeah. stuff they tell you you are never to take them off like and people take that to extreme they think will you shower with them no don't be ridiculous i mean they tell you to never stop wearing them right and even if unless your church tells you sometimes there's forms of punishment where they will say okay if you committed some sin you can't do this anymore and i only know because i had a couple people in my family that had issues and i know on one of them it was like adultery or something and they had to stop wearing them for like a short period of time and it was specific like you're not worthy to do this anymore i think he got excommunicated and had to go back in so that makes sense because it, i mean you, men can marry as many people as they want they can have as many divorces like as they want they don't need a temple divorce because they're only married to the one wife that on paper for law but like in the temple they can have as many as they want my uncle got married nine times and not at the same time like divorces and stuff and so women can only be married once and if you don't want to stay married to that person anymore if they're not dead now if they're dead you can do it if they're not dead then you have to get his permission and go through like a whole council and all this stuff to get a temple divorce and you already have to have another dude lined up like you're getting married again you can't just say i don't want to be married to him because he ruined my life <laughs> that was my story and so they were like well you have to petition him for a divorce you have to write him a letter if he doesn't i'm like he's not gonna say yeah he's a jerk like that like he's not and so they're like, well, then we'll go before a committee and blah, 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 and they can overturn it. But it's like a whole government process. And so it's a lot, there's a lot more to it than people really realize. And same with the underwear, like you, there's many people that leave the church that still hold on to those beliefs. And it's not so much that they're magical. They say they protect them, that they're, that's like they're. That's magic. Uh -huh. That's magic. Yeah. yeah. And, but they believe that. And, and like it, my uncle had a radiator explode on him once and it didn't burn him where the garments were. So my grandma was like, see, I told you, look at their magical. And I'm like, well, there's more layers. Like, yeah, of course. Like it didn't go through more. <laughs> and I'm like, no. And then, so she, I mean, but there, there's no way you can tell your family that like, if you're in you're, yeah, it's everything so, is that. So when they go from being non-magical, right, fresh off the press into being right. magical, it sounds like, cause I, cause I was raised Roman Catholic. So I understand uh -huh. maybe like creating holy water or right. turning a cracker into the, the flesh of <laughs> Christ, right? right? Like yeah. there's a very specific, <laughs> and at least in Catholic mass, my understanding is like, it's when the bells chime, like that's literally when, when the priest holds up oh. the Eucharist. Uh, one of the altar boys will ring these bells and that's i always assumed that that was like the precise moment that if that someone like was like waiting in the in the side right and as soon as you hear that bell and he went and he snatched that big you because the priest gets his own eucharist it's like supersized that no one else gets Ooh. and he has to fold it and it's a whole thing but i always wondered process. that if i just like waited and the second that they ring that bell and i ran and i snatched like the priest eucharist does that have some kind of like extra special power that right? i'm not getting have, and he gives you the you, little did like, you get the mushrooms here you got the mushroom in super mario brothers that's <laughs> yeah yeah exactly 
So, and, and I know it doesn't quite work like that, but at least there was a very, yeah. there was an audible indication of like, okay, it's not magic. Right. It's not magic. It's not magic. Ding, ding, ding. Now it's it magic. Oh, and okay. I would love to know if, is there like a pinpoint when the, when the yeah. underpants become magic? I bet there is. And there's so much at higher levels that they don't release to us. Like even we take out our endowment, but there's a special high up second endowment that like only the special, special people get. Right. And we're not even really supposed to know the second anointing is what it's called. And like most people are not supposed to know, but like in the day and age of internet now, so many people even high up have said like, I'm not doing this anymore. It's weird that it's got out. So I'm going to have to scour and talk to my other Mormon friends that have left that were men because I would never know. I'm just a woman. The men, this has to happen on a priesthood level and the, only the men hold the priesthood, which is why women need to get married to go to heaven with, with Mormonism really, because we can't hold the priesthood. They hold like a 12 year old boy starts getting the priesthood at 12. And so really a 12 year old boy has more authority than I will ever have like in that church. And so it, it definitely has to do with a male something. Like if there is a blessing over it or prayer over it or whatever they have to do, it would have to be consecrated by an elder. Absolutely. And maybe the missionary might know, I'm going to ask him. Because he he's out too. Like all of us are done with it. Like we're just like, yeah, no, this is weird. Like. Thanks anyway. And he got, he didn't have to stay out the whole time. Thank heavens. Not because this is a bad reason, but it's, it's what happened. He got COVID. He was one of the first elders that got COVID ever when it was like terrifying and everybody freaked out. And so he got sent home. And so he didn't have to finish his, his hood uh, in the Chicago hood. <laughs> he actually said it was fun. He's brown. So maybe it was okay. Cause he spoke Spanish and stuff, but like, I don't know. It was not a good area. He was like, definitely worried for a bit and they, they well, have to live there speaking of that like is how hard of a sell is it to get you know uh like a the black community that's unfamiliar with mormonism on board with mormonism because i assume the first time they just google black person mormon oh, they're like what wait i don't get it's a planet so what is this bad. all about <laughs> oh it's so bad because like i was telling you about the white and delights and one of their direct quotes from brigham young was we need to buy up, and yes, buy is what he said, buy up as many native children as we can so that we can integrate them and make them more white and delightsome. Well, and when, then, when he said buy, maybe he meant like transition <laughs> them, like like Hollywood actresses are no, doing, right? He, they're, totally they're buying endorsed, them up. Yeah, he totally endorsed slavery. He actually has many quotes saying that we he needed, that Mormons needed to support slavery. Because mm -hmm. you know the story about what what Mormons believe about black people, do you know? Uh, I I would prefer you tell me instead of whatever okay. weird version right. I've heard. Sounds good. All right. So there was a war in heaven, of course, the war in heaven, and when the angels left and got cast out. Okay. Well, before they got cast out, and everybody was taking sides, like, okay, this is God's side, this is not God's side. It's said that the people that are now black didn't decide. And because they believe Mormons believe in a pre-mortal life, that we were all alive up in heaven before we came here. And so they say that they were fence sitters and that they didn't choose a side. So God cursed them with black skin for that. And not just mm. the cane thing. The cane is a different mark. This is specifically against black people, not brown people, not cane, not that. And when you say the cane thing is because I've heard this is another like weird rabbit hole, but there's <laughs> the... 
the the mark of Cain, aka the curse of Cain, but then there's also the curse of Ham. And depending on your biblical yeah. research, some people even claim that Ham and Cain are the same person because the details get a little murky. But in Mormonism, it. is is there anything specific to the curse of Ham and specific because it was Ham saw Noah naked? That was kind of right, the, right. The general vague. Is there a Mormon yeah. version of that? They, I I've heard it on the Christian side of of that part, but more in Mormonism, it's Cain. It's the mark of Cain. So they no one even cares it, about Ham and Mormonism? Not too much. They don't really read the Bible as much as they concentrate on the Book of Mormon. I hate to say that, but they, they have little things here and there that they pull out, and that's fine. But even if you find something where you're like, wait, okay, you believe that the prophet is getting direct revelation from God. They still do. They believe in direct revelation, not where the Catholics believe that's over. You know, that's not happening right now. Mm. They still believe that the prophet of the church receives direct revelation. Okay, so what does the Bible say? It says, if the prophet's ever wrong, even once, you throw the whole thing out, right? Well, so you go to a Mormon and you say, because I've done this, you say, okay, well, Joseph Smith was wrong about a whole bunch of stuff. Here you go. Here it is. Like, it, this didn't happen. This didn't happen. And then they'll do this. Oh, well, he's just a man. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought he was talking to God and he's like a prophet that that's talking to God. How can he be just a man? Well, he it's the Bible's only correct in as much as it's translated correctly. They'll do that. They got an answer for everything. And it's one big spin table. It's like, well, it sounds like it's they're answering themselves more than they're answering yeah, you. Yeah. They don't, they don't care. They're not going to, they're not going to get into that. They'll just put it like that. Like, oh, well, the Bible, that that's only correct in as much as it's translated. And then that ends the conversation because then how do you go from there, right? Like you're just in this weird, like, okay, I guess. Um, and they just say, well, things change. Their, their Book of Mormon's been updated hundreds, hundreds of times from the original. There's been people that got their hands on originals and left the church over it. Because they're like, this is not the same. There's This is wrong. You know, it's not the same thing. One is not equal to the other. And they leave. And so they'll say things like, oh, we just corrected these and thous and this or that or, or misspellings. But really, they've changed a lot, especially when you get into murky crap like racism, right? Because they were racist. The church didn't give, remember how I told you, you can't go to heaven unless you have the priesthood, right? Well, they depending can, on how you translate it. Right. But this is from the Book of Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> and so the Book of Mormon's right, always. And so they didn't give it to them until 1978. That's not that long ago. I've been alive longer than that. Is and this so, retroactive? Or did they no. have to like give out a whole stock of planets like as soon as they made right? that decision? Yeah, they probably did because <laughs> they're like, shit, now we got to find more stars. No, they, yeah. they denied it. <laughs> They deny that they ever said that. And I grew up, there was a movie about Kolob. There was like a whole thing about Kolob. They talked to us about Kolob. Well, I've seen the animation. Is that yes, a real? With the blonde lady. Yeah, that's real. And that, and that was and, something that was shown to Mormons, right? Yes, we that, were okay. kids and, and we grew up with this. And now they say that never happened. They're like, oh trying my to God, I have to ask you this. And I'm like, no, you can ask me anything. I it's wish, so I funny. wish I knew more details on this. I'm absolutely going to have to have you on my show so I can even ask more absolutely. specifics. But there was a show in the nineties called the stone protectors, I think. 
uh, and the stone. This it might have blended over into Scientology, but I've heard a lot of connections between like Mormonism and Scientology. Um, oh, but that it's very it, similar. So where so where where does the where does that dovetail? Where does Scientology and Mormonism meet? Did they so actually he, officially they connect at some point? They don't officially connect. But here's my outtake on things. As I got out of the church, I have to preface this because I am still a Christian, but people mm. people think I'm weird for this, but this is what happened. I started studying about, well, where did they get this from and where did they get that from? And I found weird occult um, sigils like that were actually, and I can bring them when I come on to yours and do a little side thing because they're, they're fascinating. They're like definitely from like Magus type sigils, okay, that were Joseph Smith. So on there, there was a drawing and I, I reverse looked it up and I wanted to know what it was. And so I look at it and I'm like, okay, what is this? And so I, I go on there and the only thing I can find is it links back to some guy named John D. And I'm like, who's oh, John yeah. D? And so I'm like, all right. So for me, I went down the route. I just went clear down the rabbit hole on John D, which I never really heard of. I've heard of Crowley. I've heard of a lot of other people, but never this old dude. Right. And so if you really look at the religions that have branched off from, for certain reasons, okay, it starts with John D and the Nokian alphabet. He gets that, he receives it, and it becomes many religions, okay? Crowley sees, and, and how did he get it, right? He's talking to angels, he's having visions, he's channeling, he's doing automatic writing. All right, so we do this whole number. He used scrying, he used a black mirror, which was actually obsidian, um, because it wasn't a real mirror, people call it that, but it's not. And so he used stones and all these different things. So what happens? We go down the road a little further. Like I said, Crowley has a dream or a vision. And who does he see? He sees Awas. And Awas is an alien to him, not an angel, but you have to remember they appear how you would accept it. I mean, he was pretty dark. So they're gonna come however they're gonna come. He writes it down. It becomes religion. It becomes Thelema. All right, so we go to Scientology. They're out monkeying around in the desert. They see angels. They write it down. It becomes religion. Uh, Joseph Smith had his stone and his hat, and he's scrying and doing automatic writing. After he sees angels, many Mormons believe he saw an angel and then God and the Father. No, he saw up to 23. So interesting number anyways. But, but he saw that. He wrote it down and it became Mormonism. We can do this for Muhammad. Muhammad saw an angel, he wrote it down. What happens? It becomes a religion. So it's very interesting to me because this is a warning in the Bible, right? It says what? You never know when you're gonna be entertaining angels, but it also talks not just about angels, but what kind. There's fallen angels still, like the flood didn't wipe that out. In my opinion, it was to wipe out the animal stuff they were doing. They were making tons of chimeras and weird stuff and it, because an angel is eternal. The whole reason why God was pissed that the angels wanted to come down and sleep with women was because why? Why do you think he was angry, right? Like, do you know? Um, no I, I honestly don't know why he would be angry. It would almost be like, oh, you love my creation so much. Like, you know, more power right. to you. Thanks for enjoying my inventions. Because they were eternal. And the only reason why he was upset with them was because they didn't need to mate to have a prodigy. They were going to live forever. 
They were already going to live forever. They didn't need to make a prodigy. They've got already what they need. Adam did. Adam was human. And they knew at some point he was going to die because God knows everything before it happens, even the bad things, right? So they, they, he was mad because they did that. And then he was more mad because they started monkeying with DNA. And... <laughs> It goes but he, he knew it. He knew that they were going to do that, but he still got mad anyways. He was like, yeah, I knew you guys were going to do this. I hate you. Yeah. I knew you like were going to do kids. it. You know that you're going to tell them, don't <laughs> touch that cake. And they're still going to do it. But, you know, and you love them anyway. But it's like good colloquialism was, yeah, for coming down yeah. and creating Nephilim. There, exactly. I've also heard uh, an interesting theory from uh, Joel Thomas. I don't know if you know who Joel Thomas is. Uh-uh. Uh, highly recommend uh, him too, but. Awesome. So he's got this concept and, and Tony Merkel too, I think between the two of them, this concept of a Nephilim portal baby. And what? I've, I've come Cabbage to understand baby. this the same way that people refer to like anchor babies in the U S where yeah. like, if you, if you come into the States and you have a baby now it like legally is an American mm-hmm. and now you can come and stay and that right. the Nephilim were created by the watchers for that same reason that it was like, okay, like we have to stay in heaven and do all this angel stuff. Uh, but it, man, it really looks nice down there. Like it's you can just, yeah, it looks way more fun down there. And if I want to go back and visit anytime I want, it would be great if I just had some grandkids that, you know, lived yeah. on that side of the the, the town. But then you have a reason, right? You have a and reason to come Exactly. Back. And now you've got a reason. And now you've got basically this like anchor portal Nephilim baby. Well, and where the hell did all the kids come from on the damn orphan trains? I would love to know. How come they were also all white? And why were we at that point, if this story is true, if we have all the orphan babies and and we've got so many kids, we're putting them to work in factories at like eight and six. Okay. They're, they, they built all these orphanages. They don't know what to do with people. They've got so many kids that they don't know what to do with people that it gets so out of hand and so out of control. But in the middle of that, hold on, we got to save every preemie baby that's ever been born. We got to save them all because we don't have enough kids coming out our ears that we don't know what to do with. And now we got to save these kids and their parents just left because everyone I know after nine months of hell, well, seven, whatever, because they're they're early babies would just walk away. Right. The stretch marks and all. They would just be like, you know what? This is a pain. Here you go. Like like that's happening on every single person. Like it doesn't even make sense. And, And they're ordering babies in the mail like. People don't know that this is part of the American actual, like, our our society. And by the way, no black kids can go on the train and no brown kids can go on the train. And in the midst of all that, let's just kill all the Indians, all, excuse me, Native Americans, so that they don't pass on orally the traditions that they pass on because they can't burn their books. They can't get rid of that. They don't know what to do while they're resetting everything. So kill those people, too. And that's what happened. And we are one of the most white countries. Like, why? There's so many white people here. Like, well, and you're talking epicenter of of whiteness when you're saying coming from like the Mormon community. That is like, like an island within an island within an island. No. And my brother, he married. I have interracial people too in my family. Now, Latin community is big. You'll see tons of Latin people here. My mom's married to a half Native American, half Spanish guy. But my brother married a girl that was straight from Chicago. She was very dark black. 
And, and it didn't go well here. Like she even told him, I can't live here. Like, this is weird, weird, weird. And they had a baby together. And even that child growing up here, she doesn't prefer to, she didn't come back here after she grew up. Like she, she's done with it. Like it is so white. And if they do have black people here, they're usually mixed. You know, it's like half and half. We do have some because we have an air force base, but other than that, it's pretty darn wonder bread out this area. Yeah. Is, is there a concept of someone just like showing up at the gates and being like, let me in. I want to be a Mormon. No, no, they have to go to regular church. They'll accept anyone. And they've actually done some sneaky things. So online, when you pull up churches and you get online and it shows like little crosses everywhere, and it used to show the Moroni angel blowing a horn for the mm -hmm. Mormon churches. Not now. They're all crosses. The Mormon church hates crosses. They don't even allow you to wear a cross. And now they've changed their sign to crosses too. So you get people from out of the area that might not know about all this Mormon business and they end up in their church and then they are so nice to you and they fellowship you so much and so good. Like these are Mormon people are not all bad people. Like most people at the lower levels, like I was, you have no idea what the heck's going on. You're well, just like I said, Warren Jeffs is yeah. a huge sponsor of our show. Yeah. So they're not, they're yeah, not all Warren, bad. Warren Jeffs, is that, that true? hundred percent. Yeah. You can look into it. This is hilarious. Like, because he's still in prison. That's fine. We, we'll take money from anyone. I don't care. You're like, I don't care about that. Well, he needs to sponsor me. I talk about him all the time, but it's not the, very popular. I've got a, a really dumb question, I think. Uh, do Mormons believe in Jesus? Like, is there a concept yes. of... Okay, so... But is Mormon the, Jesus, have you seen Mormon Jesus? Mormon I, I Jesus haven't. is the most excellent white and delightsome Jesus you have ever seen. He has blue eyes and blonde hair, and he might have like a tan. He has like a sort of tan. Yeah. He's is it, does he like put like lemon uh, juice in his lemon, hair and like, yeah. like sun? Yeah, that's how he looks. It? Like that kind of blonde, like, like sun bleached blonde with blue eyes. Now I'm thinking Frosted Tips, 1990s <laughs> boy band Jesus. No, he's more like... um. Rock star, long hair, Jesus, man bun, Jesus. He's man bun, Jesus. Definitely. Okay. They got little, his hair professional then. David Koresh vibes, just lighter hair. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> so Mormon, and he's always wearing. Well, I don't know about now, but he used to always wear red, a red, uh, like outfit. So what's the anti-cross thing? Is it is it they don't want to see the the torture device that killed that's what they jesus say. okay yeah that's I, what they say i relate to that i always wondered why what if jesus comes back and he sees everyone wearing crosses right that's isn't that a carlin bit well but then on top of it like the bible does say like the power of the cross and those that don't believe in it are foolish so i'm torn on it but i do get this part like if he comes back and sees either the italian nephew of the pope jesus or the Mormon blonde hair beach Jesus or whoever. I mean, that's why we don't make pictures of Jesus and hang him in our house. Cause what if they're other gods, right? <laughs> or, like what, what if he, he comes like, back and he's ugly and he's like, Oh, I can't guy? live up to this. Oh, oh he, is, he is not attractive. It says in the Bible that he was nothing to look at. It says he was very plain. Yeah. So I, I don't think, I mean, who only knows what power goes behind the image that they give you, right? False idols was one of the things that really pissed God off. So I don't know that that's a good idea. I definitely don't have any pictures of Jesus in my home because I just tell my little girl, we don't know what he looks like. We just don't, you know, he, he's dead. Here's what his people look like. Here's where he was raised. He was definitely brown. I, I always tell her that. I'm like, 
It doesn't say anything about him being an albino. And they definitely spoke about that with Noah. They were all over that. They were just going off about how white he was. If he was white, they would have said he was white. They went <laughs> off about Noah forever. You know, he, and he blended in. So I said, this is probably what he looks like. Like, here's these people. This, and she tells people and then they get in fights at school. She's like, I, yeah, like, I don't, I don't have kids, <laughs> but I love the concept of like putting up pictures of the Italian Jesus, but then teaching your yeah. kids that that's Caesar Borgia. Like you don't even yeah. tell them that's yeah. Jesus. No, that's, that's the nephew There's of one of the Popes. Yeah. Name is Caesar Borgia. Exactly. Yeah. He's a nice, handsome man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and there's like little scandalous stuff about him that he was Agrippa's lover. Did you see that? <laughs> uh, Cornelius Agrippa, the the alchemist. Well, they say he was Agrippa's lover. I don't know if he was, but Jesus was. No, 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 no. Italian guy. Oh, Caesar Borgia. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Italian Jesus. Yes. What? So, so it, how 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 valid is the stuff that Joseph uh, Smith said? Do you think he was a scam artist from day one? Do you think he believed his own no. stuff? I think really what happened to John D and this is my take on it where I go completely left and everybody else goes right, right, right. Or middle. They either say he was high on mushrooms. Um, he was a scam artist. He was just this or that. No, I truly believe he had a vision just like John D. I truly believe that angels came to him just like Scientology. I truly believe he saw something just like AWAS. I know that they would mold themselves into what you will accept because that's what they say of angels is. And the, and the first thing they say, do not be afraid. Like why? Because you're scary looking probably like who even knows. So they, they mold themselves into what, what you would accept in your heart. Right. And so I do believe that he saw angels. I do believe that he dug up his dead brother for it. I do believe that he, are we talking necromancy? Yes. I, I know this. So the stuff that I was telling you about, those sigils, <clears throat> they call down certain angels. And they they call certain angels on this weird parchment. And they say it wasn't his. They say, oh, well, see, they've gotten rid of everything else. But a private owner owns this. And the church can't get them to sell it. And it went all over the internet. And it's amazing. So there's three things with this. Number one, those parchments. Number two, his mom wrote a biography that they tried to burn and they tried to get rid of it. Joseph Smith's mother wrote a biography and in it she says, this is paraphrasing, do not think for a season that we have not still served the house of a brack just because we've been busy doing treasure hunting. People don't know what that means. I didn't know what that meant. So I went on a little rabbit hunt. What the hell's house of a brack? Oh, like a Braxis? Oh, okay, the chicken snake god. What was the chicken snake god? He was a necromancer. What do we do in the temple after you go through for yourself? You will go through for yourself first and get your underwear and your name and your stuff and learn all the secret handshakes, which, by the way, are all Freemasonic. Mm -hmm. um, they're the two volcane and like... Um, all these different easy, easy. Two, two volcanoes <laughs> actually another sponsor of my show we don't want to offend anybody go. well it it's not offensive really they just stole their stuff um and that's true on that part on the freemason part Joseph you're not you're not supposed to say that out loud if you're a freemason i know well okay so so there go there goes half my sponsors on the show already <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know. It's not my show. This is on my Just show. don't don't bring up uh, Anthony Fauci. He's our last remaining sponsor that's keeping us going. <laughs> okay. Yes. He, I'm not I'm not kidding. He he sent us this oh my little gosh. Yeah, no. we, 
No, no, no. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's too good. So we got Warren Jeffs and Fauci Ouchie and the Masons, which is fine. If you want to be a Mason, I don't even have anything against Masons. My thing is, why did they tell me I couldn't go to heaven if I didn't learn all the Mason stuff? That's weird. Like the Mormons just said that you yeah, mean? Yeah, they say if you don't know those handshakes, when you get through the temple part and you hear about Adam and Eve and you get your special apron, don't forget that. And guess who gives mm. us the apron? The devil. The devil gives us the apron. So we put on that and that's fig leaves and all this weird stuff. Of course, it's green, which should interest. So anyway, going on and we have a robe and the robe goes over one breast, but we we have clothes on underneath like a white whatever. And then you get to the veil and you have to do the secret handshakes because the secret handshakes are part of your entrance past the angels and sentinels that protect heaven. And so if you don't do that and you don't know your new name, then you can't go to heaven. You can't get Is this the hand heaven. that comes through the curtain? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And did you and did so you do all of those? I did all of it. Many years. Is, many is years. there like a, a a version of like going clear in the Mormon church? Like I don't think so. You just get to go to hell. Like they say there's hell, well actually outer darkness is um for only apostates and mm -hmm. murderers so so you know there, there's no promises of like supernatural abilities as you like rise through the ranks oh if you go up oh no but you definitely there's definitely more of like i told you that second anointing and special things and mm -hmm. special they have way more special things for like the quorum of the 70 and so it goes um prophet and then he has two counselors so the godhead obviously three and then they have um, the council of the 12 and then the quorum of the 70 and so these are all men of course because again this is so cool this is cooler than marvel universe <laughs> like all of this sounds like like a movie that i'd sit down You're and like, actually watch for three so hours <laughs> i love it and, yeah. I, and i understand there's people yeah. that are like abused and they're trying to escape it and they never want to hear it again but like i no, want to go no. and see this movie big time Here Here's the thing to the people that escape it, they really shouldn't. Okay. P some people come out and say like, well, we got beaten because we were Mormon. No, you probably got beaten because your dad was a dick. And my dad was a dick too. My stepdad, not my real dad. And so I get it, but it didn't have anything to do with this crazy stuff we're doing or talking about. Okay. My neighbors were Mormon growing up and they were godsend to me. They're probably the only reason why I had any kind of normalcy in my life because my family was a disaster like my dad was in prison before i was 10 and like my mom and dad were trying my stepdad were trying to kill each other and like all these horrible things when i was little you know and so that family to me was like a safety and they were like good people and and so not everyone that's mormon even understands this they don't probably if i told them some of this stuff they would say you're wrong and I would be like, no, it's right here. But that's only happened since the internet happened. Before that, how could you prove it really? Yeah. You know? And so I found out all this stuff and they came out with a big um, thing saying, don't doubt your doubts. Don't doubt your faith. Don't go get on the internet. Don't go research things. <laughs> yeah. if, if you want to talk to someone, go to the bishop. If you have questions, go to a Mormon person. And it has to be a higher up level. And so that was the first thing that kind of made me like, well, that's weird. You know, like what? And then so, because I'm very analytical still. And 
I didn't really fit in in general because I still had a career and I was a nurse and all this stuff. So it was already like, Hmm. That okay. feels like a losing battle when, when yeah. someone's just like, look, like you can keep living in this community. Just don't ever use the internet and don't yeah. ever look up anything that I ever tell Never. you. It's like, yes. yeah, I don't know how that's sustainable. <laughs> well, and then the, actually they do sustain things very like good because here's the thing, like the whole reason why the temple stuff didn't ever get out is because they tell you, you can never talk about this unless you're in the temple. So even my grandma who was supposed to be really close to me, did not tell me anything about the temple before I went to the temple. Even my own mm -hmm. family, they don't tell you anything until way later, right? And so you just have to wait and then you're in the middle of it, right? You're, you're in the best day of your life. Now you're gonna go to heaven. This is the best day of your life. You've literally worked for this your whole entire life. You're either getting married or going on a mission, right? Because you really don't go too often not that there's not an exception sometimes there is like my grandma as a she was married but my grandpa would not get his shit together so she went through without him that's very rare okay occasionally they make these exceptions for people and she had to be like in the church and really good for years and she was like 40 something when that happened they'd been married since she was 15 and so uh, sometimes they'll do that but most of the time this is like your biggest day of your life like you're going to get married or you're going to go on a mission you know and so you're sitting there <laughs> and even though they ask right after they start things or right before they say does anyone want to leave you know does anyone want to get up and leave you're with your whole family like everybody is there you're going to get up and leave in the middle i don't think you will i don't think that most people would and you haven't done anything too weird yet it's just been a little weird so like you just sit there and i remember nudging my grandma and i was like what the hell are we doing and she was like don't worry you'll get used to it and i'm like what this is creepy so you go through the first time for yourself every time after that whether you're doing a baptism whether you're doing the endowment session or a ceiling, which is for marriage, you are doing it for dead people. So yeah, necromancy is a big part of this religion. And I truly believe the God they worship and do not know, except for the upper echelon is Abraxas. I truly believe that. And, and I think the upper echelon knows this. Uh, uh, you're selling me on this more and more with uh, every revelation here. Like not, none of this is turning me off of Mormonism. If anything, yeah, it's, it's pushing it. me towards it now. Here's the thing though. You got to go to church for two hours. It got changed. It used to be three hours on Sunday. And then you have to go to the temple once a month. And then the men go to the men's meeting every week and the women go to the women's meeting. And then your kids each by their age, age bracket have to go to their meetings. And then you got to make sure you do your visiting teaching which is another meeting with your neighbor. And then you got to go see if they need anything or help. I'm good on all that. I honestly, okay. I would like to just pick and choose the planets, the underpants, you want the handshakes, uh, the conjuring demons. You can't have it anymore. You can't I want, it. what, what can I have? You can't have the planet because they'll lie and say they don't, they never said that. <laughs> oh, so planets are off the table for everyone now. Yeah. They didn't who, happen. Who ruined the planets for everybody? It never happened. Well, so, someone they, ruined they it, just, though. They just mandela the shit out of all of us. They're like, that was never a thing. I'm like, yes, it, there was a big ice 
that's kind of the biggest selling. That's almost like you get to the end and you're about to press the suicide yeah. vest button, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, by the way, there was never vir no one ever talked about virgins." You're like, "What are you talking about? That's the whole reason that I'm that's here." The best part. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No planet. And then so you go. Okay. So the point of the planet is you got to go and you got to make the babies for the pre-mortal existence you know because you're up there making these babies for everybody to have and bring down so like i'm up there pretend i don't want to be up there pretend sally's up there and she's making all these babies to be born so that oh, are these so have a baby are these these are space babies are these like babies. angel space babies or are these humans in space making the babies? well they will be uh, they are dead and they're in their planet and so they're so they're go like they're ghost, ghost babies kind of ghost babies yeah and then they they are they're just a spirit and then you come here to your body and they really pressure women in the lds church because they're like listen we know you have seven kids gina but like your nine tenth and eleventh how does 20 right sound waiting for you <laughs> you're not nice. doing a good job yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you gotta bring down more baby i have six kids like everybody, <laughs> we all have six kids. Hey, the, the intergalactic ghost sitter called right. and she says that you need to come pick up these other eight kids that are, that are waiting for their mom. And, they, and there's women that cry, like literally have moments because if they have um, a miscarriage, they're like, oh my gosh, like my space baby is not going to get a body now. And that baby, and they'll tell you, they're like, well, that was just their journey. Like now they're gone again. And that's all like, if they got a body now, not, I don't know, you know, even probably young. Cause they all are they recycled. Bodies. Like if, if no. they come down and they get booted they back out. Yep. And they're, do they, so they don't, they don't get to like jump on to the next one. Nope. They got to wait for the second coming of Jesus to be resurrected. Oh, that sucks. And you will get the baby back because families are forever. And you are married in heaven, which isn't true because the Bible says it's not. And you're you're sealed. When you get sealed over the altar, you get sealed for time and all eternity. And then you look into these creepy forever mirrors that go on forever, ever, ever, ever. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And the reflection. And those are if you know if you know enough, you know those are super occult in like origin. And so you look in that mirror and you do your vows in that mirror. Like you're yeah. And then they're hypnotizing even to a kid that has absolutely no occult or religious upbringing you could probably just get lost in one of those stupid things for like two or three hours it's just so because weird. it's mind-blowing and then on top of it they're doing so listen to this shit so when you're like 12 you can go do baptisms for the dead which is the only other time you can go in the temple if you don't have a temple recommend and you try to go to the temple like say me and you want to go like knock on the temple door they will have us arrested like they don't play they will arrest you you cannot get in it's not like jewish temple you can't just go in there like you have to have that same card that gets you the underwear to get in the building and if you don't have that you're in deep shit. and they have like a big log and these people are the richest church and for a reason they are very into like 20 not 23 in the ancestry.com they don't own it like they didn't own the mark hoffman letters they they had their website, which was like familysearch.org, pour into ancestry.com. 
Okay. And somebody else owns it, but that's exactly how the Mark Hoffman well, letters went. Well, you, you, you know? mentioned the 23 and me. And also earlier you said that, uh, Joseph Smith had exactly 23 angels yeah. that he might've been. Is that, is there a connection there between that 23 and the 23 and me? Very interesting. It's very interesting. And he had to, there is a public notice for him. This is so weird. We'll get back to the baptisms for the dead because I have to tell you this part. So before he could go get the plates that were buried, he tried multiple for years, like four years. They said, nope, you're not ready. Leave. One time he saw a toad, not a salamander. People, I almost feel like the salamander letters were a giant cover up on purpose for this because Joseph Smith saw a toad and the toad punched him when he tried to take the plates and he fell on the ground and couldn't get him. Are we talking like okay. a man sized toad? It didn't say. Or and did he get taken is, out by like a tiny little toad? T I think it was kind of a tiny toad. He sounds, and, like, a, sounds like a bitch. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I don't want to offend exactly. any Mormons out there, but Joseph Smith sounds like a bitch. And he had a bum leg. So maybe that was, I don't know. But they said okay, he flew. All right, all right. He flew. And that the neighbors, this, <laughs> this story comes from an affidavit. This is what's gold. This isn't like so-and-so said this and that's all. And we have no proof. This was an affidavit because he got in trouble for treasure digging because he sucked at it. Cause it was like jaywalking back then. Everyone did it. They never prosecuted anyone for it unless they felt like they were really trying to scam. Right. Hmm. So they prosecuted him for it. And all the neighbors write all this crazy stuff about how the plates were really gotten. So for four years, he couldn't get them and all this. And then he, he finally, the angel said, okay, listen, bring your brother back next year. I think this was the first or second year and, and bring him and he's the one we'll, we'll give him to you. The brother, and he's died. dead. The brother's dead. He dies like five months later. He dies before the year. Oh, wow. So okay. he's like, shit. And so like all of a sudden the dad takes out a newspaper article and anyone can look this up. This is public knowledge. He takes out this news article in the paper and it says like, we would never dig up our dead son. And I don't know why anyone would say we dug up our dead son, but we didn't. So yeah, it definitely wasn't yeah. on the September 17th at 4:23 AM. while the was moon not. was waning. Yeah. It definitely didn't happen yeah. on that exact moment. No, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> and so it's, it's a normal it's, thing. My, my parents call every year. My parents yeah. take out that same article that says they yeah. don't. Yeah. They're pre-gaming. <laughs> well, they haven't pre-gaming it because they're like, shit, what if somebody saw us? Right? Like, if, if we say we didn't, and we were just checking it because somebody else might have did it, so we had to go check. Th these are three-year-olds that broke something, yeah, essentially. <laughs> we have to go check and see if he's okay. So we're going to dig him up, but we just checked. We didn't take anything. We didn't take his finger bones because, you know, that would probably be a good offering. But, I mean, whatever. So he's buried again. Don't worry about it. That was basically the article. It's hilarious. And so that happened. And then also this neighbor, different one, I think William something, he had this affidavit. They said, how did he come about the plates? And he said, Oh, he told me all about it, it happened on the fall equinox and he dressed all in black and it had to happen after midnight. And he had to borrow a black horse from the other neighbor. And that's why I knew about it. And they had to go there in the middle of the night on this hill. That sounds not like the story I was told. It was like a bright light of white and long, like God and everything. Okay. So it was like, what? I remember reading that and I was like, wait, what? At like three in the morning or something. And it was super spooky. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. And his wife, they had just got married. Okay. Like, like 
that day married. And so he brought her and the angel said, well, since your brother's not here, even though she didn't even walk over there with him, it says she waited in the, the little cart with the black horse. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. He had something from his brother. I almost guarantee it. And he gets these plates. He has to do it while he's technically probably still a virgin, right? Because he was the virgin scryer. He was the one that they went to. Well, nine months later, she has a baby, like to the date. Like it was very close from when he got the plates. She had this baby and it is severely deformed. It never lived past like immediate birth. And they named it the dead brother's name, which was also the first son. And if you know about Freemasonry, so that was Joseph's first son. And the other dude was the dad's first son. You tell me what's going on. Like, if you know enough about stuff like that, you know, that's weird. You know? Is this like hidden history? Like do, do uh, normal Mormons know. even Nobody know that he had him? Really? No way. Nope. And most of his kids died. A whole bunch of his kids died in infancy. And people say, okay, that was the time. No, no. His mother had a gaggle of kids and she never lost any. She never had any die. So how come he had, I think, six of his kids die, if I remember just straight off the top of my head. And so in infancy, most of them. And so that doesn't even make sense. Like, continual child sacrifice while all this is going on you know he wore a jupiter talisman did you know that he i wore didn't it know until that, he no. died yes i have pictures of all of this it's great that goes back into the collection that the guy won't sell to the mormons he must hate them he was so they give him anything you know they give him like any amount of money to hide this i'm certain right i mean but yeah he must hate them they must have said no and then he's like giving them the finger now you know, I'm not going to do it. So long story short on the talisman, we, they cannot get rid of that. They cannot say it wasn't his because his wife identified it on his dead body because she wanted it back. <laughs> and she kept it. I mean, it if they can take a planet away, they can deny a talisman. Yeah. Well, it, they have pictures. And she also wore a lock of his hair around with that talisman until the day she died. And even though he did her so dirty, he did her with the polygamy thing. It wasn't out like it was later in the church where everybody knew that was a thing. He like did it on the sly. In fact, this is probably where missionaries came from. He was doing it with other people's wives, which isn't a polygamy thing. Polygamy, you can have as many wives as you want, but you're not marrying other people's wives. Okay. It's not a thing. He was, doing stuff with other people's wives. And what would happen is he's like, you know, uh, Jerry, it's time for you to go on a mission to the Indians. I think you better go talk to them, to the Native Americans. And I think you need to go see about bringing them to the church while I talk to Sabrina, your wife. <laughs> Specifically <laughs> Papua New Guinea. There's a really great prospects in Papua New Guinea we're yeah. going to send you over you gotta to. Go. Yeah, you got to go. And that's how it is. And so... And they say he had no other children, but they had like 11 kids together. And I'm like, meh. I mean, what? He's just sterile for everyone else? Yeah, his pullout game was harsh. Like, if that's so true, I'm like, okay, I give him that for strength on that one. Even though he got knocked out by the toad, that's some strength. Because I'm just saying. It, it's upwards of, I think, 20-something or 30-something. I think it might even be. 33. I got to look it up. I don't want to just throw that out there, but I think that's how many wives he supposedly had, his spiritual wives. But that woman loved him so much, even on her deathbed, her son was there and he's over. There's a whole nother story with that. It's the reorganized church and 
when he died, her son took over, but Brigham Young said, no, I'm, I'm supposed to take over and the church split at that point. So if you're back east, you probably are a member of the reorganized Latter-day Saints. And that church didn't do polygamy because his mom said, hey, son, you know that polygamy thing? It wasn't a thing. It never happened. It will not happen. And he's like, right, mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> on her deathbed, he's like grilling her saying like, did you ever know if he had other wives? And she literally said, I know of no other woman he's ever been with. She was a ride or die girl. <laughs> he, he wasn't having who it. me? No, like, yeah. like no, your dad was a saint. He was well, good. I'm getting the vibe here that there's like a very strong concept of like snitches get sn stitches with yeah, the right? church. Like even your grandma right. won't tell you what's going to happen in temple. Well, so, so you know why back in my grandma's day, they used to do the same oath as the OTO. They used to do this. And they used to do slit your belly, slit your throat before you tell, cut your tongue out, blah, 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 that whole thing. And they took it out in the 1980s because it scared so many people. And <laughs> they, they also used to, at the veil, not just do the handshakes, that they would go ear to ear, breast to breast. They took that crap out too. Like too many people were like, mm -mm. so if that's divine revelation from God that you're supposed to do this weird stuff, then how come they're messing with it? Yeah, why you can't just cut out the 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 parts that make you feel uncomfortable? What are you gonna tell you God? Sorry, I I don't like to do that particular part of this ritual. That part's and not magical why, for me. That's why the FLDS split off again because when the United States came and said, "Yo, you guys can't keep doing this polygamy crap. It's against the law. We're not having it. It's weird. Stop it, or we're never gonna give you statehood." And so the president of the church at that point said, yep, I heard from God. He said, no more of that. So we can't do that anymore. So we're going to just be the mainstream church. And the FLDS people said, no, we were founded on polygamy. We will not stop doing polygamy. You have to have three wives to get to heaven. And if you do that, we're leaving. And you're a false prophet. So they did. They left and they created their own church. That and makes that, sense to me. Like yeah. the logic on that a hundred percent, it would yeah. blow my mind for someone to say, oh, you're going to take the polygamy away. I guess the, you know, God and Joseph Smith and the whole goal, I guess that like we can just pick and choose. And that's the one that I'm willing to yeah, pick and choose. Yeah, he for it basically. But, yeah. Right. He but tarred and feathered and everything. You wouldn't just throw it out, you know, that's weird. And so that, that church, actually, my husband and me talk about this all the time. The FLDS or the fundies actually lived Mormonism better than anyone else. They didn't change the Book of Mormon. They didn't change what Joseph Smith did. They didn't change. They will freely admit that they do Freemasonry. They don't give a shit. They say we have the true. What they say is, okay, Joseph Smith went through and got his Freemasonry. He got his, he got initiated in. And the next day he got all three levels. He got, he became a third third degree in one day, which is not normal. And so all of a sudden he goes through and gets his rights for masonry. And seven weeks later, he made up the ones for the church, seven weeks and started inducting in women, which is what I think got him killed. Because if you're in Freemasonry, that's just not a thing. It's not. And so I think he was in deep trouble for that. They tarred and feathered him at one point also before he died. And, you know, you know, the story of William Morgan, right? Yeah. Anti-Freemason guy. Well, you know, he married his, his widow. Joseph Smith was married to his widow. 
I've never heard that before. I've actually, I've actually heard that there's, there's been speculation if William Morgan was even a real person or if he was an amalgamation of many people that all got killed uh, by divorcing so, the secrets. There's stories about her, her name, because she was wild up because she must have really, he must have been so good in bed because she was like, everybody knew that like you kept it on the DL, right? But this lady was like, nah. Uh, and she shows up to the funeral in all black instead of like just his widow. Like it wasn't supposed to be unless you're the widow back then. And she showed up too like that. And there was like a big, huge scandal about it. And so I can't remember her name, but there's like actual, I'll send it. It's like historical stuff about her and being married to him. So, I mean, it was weird. Yeah. That feels like there's way more to that story. If there's any connection at all between William Morgan and Joseph Smith, that it's Mm got to, there's no such thing as a coincidence with things that are that specific being related. And not with how deep that level goes, you know, like that's, that's so such a strange story in general. And then throw that in there. Like what? I mean, when I saw that, I, I had already been down the rabbit hole for a minute. So I knew who it was. And I was like, Holy crap what the heck you know i'm going through it trying to figure it out and i just was shocked like this stuff is not taught this stuff is not we didn't even know that freemasonry now the church because they couldn't get away from it there was nothing they could do so they made like a youtube video and now if you go look it up freemason and mormon it'll be like so you've noticed that freemasonry is in the mormon church yes we do and and they kind of like yeah they had to come out about it because it was so out and so basically what the church, even into the 70s, they spoke about this at conference. Twice a year we have conference. And I say we a lot because I was a Mormon forever. So when I'm talking about this stuff, that's just what happened. I'm not a Mormon. I don't want to be a Mormon. It sucks, but um, it still happens. And so Mormons have twice a year where everybody stays home and turns on their TV and just watches the prophet talk. Okay, and other people talk, but mainly for the prophet to well, is there, it's is kind there of a like prophet a presidential today? address. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Th- okay. He was, and guess how fun he is. He's so fun too because he made a biography and he's a doctor and he was in a skull and bones shoot off, but he didn't go to Yale. And now it costs twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> the biography. You, you might be talking about our final remaining sponsor. So hilarious. Let's I'm just sorry. not let's just not I'm mention sorry. his name. But he, yeah, so it's hilarious and super fun. And when people are still Mormon and they're like, well, what about, like you said, how some people retain their hope on the actual, like the Mormonism, not the Mormon church, right? Like mm-hmm. the thought of it, I'll, I'll put that on them. I'm like, and you do know, <laughs> and they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, so that's super fun. And they they'll just look at me like, they're bewildered like i felt like i felt when this is why i speak out because it pissed me off because i didn't know all this stuff if they had just been honest and been like okay because in the 70s they kind of were that prophet got up ezra taft benson got up and said and multiple other prophets have said this we have the true freemasonry we are the true masons we revived it from where it was going because the wrong people got it and it went into the wrong hands and we have the truth we have the true and living Freemasonry. I'm kind of on board. I kind of maybe <laughs> believe some of that. I don't know. They're so strange. But I mean, definitely at the top of the truth is a praxis. So I don't know. I don't think that one God would have power over everything if that were the case, because there's many gods to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, for the most part, they wouldn't pick one and just be like, he's the 
the big deal. Like, I don't know if they'd throw everything out. But you know, it's convenient though. It's way more convenient to just settle on the one. And even if there's an understanding at the higher levels that like, it yeah, we're all, we're all saying the one, but we mean like the ones with an S, yeah. but like, you can't tell everyone that because then they fight over like whose dad can right. beat up the other person's dad. Exactly. That is true. And so th they definitely know, in my opinion, anybody in those higher levels, like the quorum of the 70 and all that, they definitely know. They definitely know who they're serving. Like there's too many coincidences and like their symbolism is really weird. Like I was telling you about the baptisms for the dead and it's held up by 12 golden oxen. And then it looks like a big bowl. And the only people that usually do it, not that adults cannot do it. It's just not done but you go do baptisms for the dead. So they hand you this handful of like, you can do up to 12 people of dead people that need to be baptized into the Mormon church. <laughs> and you're pure and white and delightsome. You get this horrible jumper and you're barely developing and your one boob is smaller than your other still because things aren't leveling out yet. And you're super embarrassed because you're getting all wet and you're in that state and you can't see out there there's like a big area where people could sit and you really can't see because it's got lights on it. And now that I'm out and I did that and everything, I look back and I'm like, you know, it really resembles the belly of the beast, like where people would sacrifice their kids to Moloch. <laughs> like we got 12 oxen. They're supposedly the lost 12 tribes of Israel. They're golden. We're putting virgin kids in there. Uh, I don't know. It seems a little... And you said up to 12 at a time? Like who gets up to decide to if, it, if it's nine or 11 or whatever? It's just however many you have for that day. Like if I had my family and my grandpa, this is why they're obsessed with genealogy and mm. that whole 23 and all that stuff is they go through and track all their posterity back so that they can get all the names. So like if I was back in the olden days and I didn't get baptized, they'll baptize me. But here's where they got in deep shit. They started doing it for the Jews and even Hitler. And it really made people mad <laughs> as it should, as it should. Those people died for what they believed in. That is so messed up. I can't. And so they're like baptizing him into the Mormon church. And finally, Jewish leaders were like, we're going to sue you to death. Like you better stop it <laughs> from the Holocaust, Holocaust Jews. They're doing this. But so I mean, they already did it, right? Like, well, like the deed has been done, right? Well, some they they were putting a stop to at least whatever. But you, they would have started at Hitler, probably. Like, you don't save I him for the end, did. right? So, does no, that mean Hitler's? And no, I think they did Hitler for sure. Is he in I Mormon heaven did. then? He could be. Depends and also, man, I've, I, I swear, I've got, I've got, <laughs> I've got like days of questions. Okay. So let's say, I'll, let's, I'll help you make books, and you help me make merch. Let, let's I say Hitler is in. Hitler is in Mormon heaven and, and in more, this is another selling point. Tell me if I've this got this so incorrect, funny. but yeah. one of the only afterlifes where you can still have sex with people. Right. So this means right. that, yeah, you're that, it yeah, that Hitler sure. is in Mormon heaven, making ghost babies right now. And not wait, wait, you missed a part. Not only ghost babies, but Hitler was obsessed with what Aryan Aryan, why? Because I think he saw angels and they were white and delightsome. So they're white and delightsome angel babies. They might even be Nephilim. Serious. Well, that's a whole nother. We'll talk about that another time. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that goes down to a whole nother where I was like, and when you're connecting dots and the dots get too close together and you're like, now I think I'm crazy. But anyway. I like that. That's my favorite feeling ever. <laughs> I'm like, well, 
Hmm. And then you try and go on people's shows and you're like hoping that the last person that they had on that was a Mormon didn't ruin it for everyone. Like, yeah. Because I think my story is pretty good. I think I figured it out in an analytical way, not just like I prayed about it and God told me. You know, what would, what would it take to get you back? Anything. You can, no, just uh, on the behalf of Warren, I'm, I actually got a, I got a, I got a text from Warren Jeffs while we were talking. Yeah, the, let's get the it. offers on the I'll table. I'll bring his nephew. I'll bring his nephew. Well, the, the offers on the table for you to come back to Mormonism, but what what is it going to uh, take? Is there no. a number? Is there what like a come back for your show? Ew. What if what if they like update the the underpants and make it more oh. ergonomic? Have they been updated or is it like literally yes. the exact no, same? They did. Okay, no. So they started as like john looking things and they were terrible but guess who still wears those the FLDS. they don't change nothing mm. that's why the women can't wear the, the dresses have to go all the way down because it covers their garments okay so yep and they don't cut their hair because their hair is their crowning glory because they washed it someday when they let it all down um they're gonna wash jesus's feet with their hair. if you put gum in a mormon girl's hair is that like like the Ooh, ultimate fundy yes Yes, a fundamentalist Mormon girl. If she has to cut her hair, they've either punished her severely for something or something really bad. It's wow, really bad. dude. I'm just um, imagining just like if you want to be a total dick, you could just break into a fundy and just start putting yeah. gum in all the girl's hair. Yeah, and you can never, never wear red. It's not. You have to wear pastel colors. So. Oof, what if you're in church and the light goes through the stained glass and it makes it look like it's red? Do you have to like shift over yeah, so that it doesn't probably you probably gotta move because it can't be like that. <laughs> it can't be like tainting. And so, and I'm not sure why. I I'm gonna ask my brother-in-law that because he'll know. I'm gonna have him back on. You should go watch my thing on YouTube. He looks just like Warren, except he's blonde. Which is so bad. I'm sorry, I think I love you. But like you do look a lot similar. Not just like, but you look similar. And he left because well, they took his family and kicked him out. So he didn't see him, well, almost ever again. So, yeah, that was not good. And then he married my sister. And in the middle of the interview, as if my life isn't weird enough, because it's pretty weird. And that's why my podcast is, I think, fun, because all this weird stuff has always happened to me in my life. And in the middle of the interview, he's like, and then I met Heidi's sister. And I was like, we didn't say we were going to talk about that, but it's fine. It's out. We're good. It's out there. <laughs> I'm not mad. I wasn't mad. I was just like, uh-oh, you know. But it, it happens. It I, I do like how you're like, oh, everyone knows this. It's like, no, nobody yeah. knows yeah, no. this. <laughs> you're like, this is phenomenal. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it gets even more strange. And there's so many places you can go with it. And, like, murders that happened with it. Weird there's so many things there's it's it's a treasure trove when people come at me and they're like you made that up i'm like listen to me i don't have to make anything up there's so many books and things it would take me my whole entire lifetime filming double shifts every day of the week and i probably still would have extra information to continue sharing it's like why would i make it up it's, it's I'm, perfect the way it is. I, I think it's fascinating because I don't I mean maybe but right now it almost feels like we're on this different path where trying to create a brand new religion post internet is going to be a, a uphill battle for people 
But we've got in America, we've got what uh, Mormonism and we've got Scientology, which are two of the the most recent religions on the planet. People say that like Islam is like the the newest re- well the newest um, religion of like the big three, maybe. But here mm-hmm. we've got it like still in the pro like Scientology is literally still developing. Yes. And I, I love that you tied this connection to John D because I understand a oh, hundred to John well, D. When you see those parchments, you will know he had a copy of the Magus. You will okay. know. And not enough people that are into Christianity understand that if you want to tie things together, you better know your enemy. You better research all of it because if you cut out little pieces of things, you're missing the point, right? Because it stemmed from somewhere. John D was a mathematician, but he also really loved God. He went the where he went because he was so willing to sacrifice anything for knowledge, right? At some point, we all get to a point in our life where what will you sacrifice for this? What will you sacrifice for what you want the most? And what he wanted the most was knowledge. He had the biggest private library in all of England. He was the number one person that came up with one world order. He was the number one person that came up with a one world government and and one world religion together. Like John D is a key to so many things and so many people sleep on him and go down to Crowley. And I'm like, no, that's where it gets watered down. Not that he doesn't have definitely things to say. Right. I mean, I'm not saying throw Crowley out either. That's our other show sponsor, by the way, shout out to Alex Crowley. There you go. He's still alive. Use, he's use Paranoid 15 at checkout to get 15% <laughs> off anything that Alistair, signed Alistair Crowley books. Yeah. Yes. Signed. And so, and Warren, together, you should put them together, and then that would be more fun. We don't Crowley. do combo deals. No combo. Okay. No, full price. Well, <laughs> if I learn anything from Crowley, it's full price always. There's no, there's yeah, no package combos. That is true. He does. He does sell, but he was quite the little stealer of theology, if you ask me. But I think his theology was, I'm going to steal from the Golden Dawn and John Dee and a couple other people and ta-da, but I do think the angels still came and talked to him. I do. There's Before or after he stole? When he was in Egypt on his honeymoon with his wife, the first wife, Awas, before the other one, everybody always concentrates on lamb, but that's not that's not the first one. That wasn't the first sighting and that wasn't the first alien. But but later he said that that angel lied to me, that demon, whatever he called it, lied to me. And it makes sense because if you know how the angels treated John D and Edward Kelly and how they ended up dying at the end and everything, it's hideous. And they were so mean to them. They were like, you stink. We don't like you. You need to go get a wife. You better do this or a sword's coming out of a book and we're going to keep stabbing you, faking your stomach until you come back. Like crazy stuff. And when they would talk to them about it, like, hey, we're too poor to do this. They're like, don't bother us with your stupid human crap. Like, get it done. (laughs) And so I definitely think it was the same type of situation for sure. I mean, not the same one, but maybe there's a group. I don't really know. But I do know I, I can see similarities in all of that. I love that the angels are bullies now. And I, and I guess angels is like the placeholder term for maybe some other nefarious daemon entity. Right. For sure. And I like that. They're like, they're making fun of your shoes or like, what is that? A Walmart shirt? What are those knockoffs? And then on top of it, there's always a price to be paid. Like with Muhammad and Joseph, it was polygamy, but with John D and Edward Kelly and Parsons and all those guys, it was wife swapping. 
right? Mm -hmm. Like in every single one. So how come it's so similar? And with Crowley, it was everything. Like it was all the things like sexually. And so how come that's so similar in every single one, right? Like you can't tell me there's not a connection there. People say, no, he's just tripping on mushrooms. And I'm like, "Mm, that's easy. That's, that's, that's for the simple people that stop at one thing. Maybe so, you know, they say Dee and Kelly used hallucinogenics to help them channel Mm -hmm. with the tables and stuff, but they didn't make up that all by themselves. That's wild. You know, they had some intervention somewhere. If you've seen the tables and things that you need to do to do Enochian magic and the alphabet alone, they didn't make it up. It didn't happen. It's too difficult. It's too hard. And again, with Joseph Smith, when he would scry, see it was flipped because Kelly had to do the scrying because D was too smart and he just couldn't, he couldn't get outside himself to do that. And that was the reason why he went through a couple scribes. But same with Joseph, he he had gone through a couple people, but he was the one that told them what to write. He was the one with his head in the hat. He was the one with the seer stone that he stole. He was the one doing all that, but he wrote it in something called Reformed Egyptian. He thought it was Reformed Egyptian. I seen it. I seen a sample of it. I'll send it to you. It's Enochian. For sure, 100% it is. And he would tell the scribe, these are the symbols, just write these down. And he would uh, do it later. He would he would undo the symbols later. Right, because I've been heard it described as hieroglyphics before. Mm-hmm. Yep, Reformed Egyptian. But really, I, it's just Enochian uh, alphabets, like totally, Seals of Solomon? Totally, totally. It looks just like it. Oh, I'll send you. They've got, uh, because he took it in to get it um, authenticated. Well, actually Martin Harris did, but that was one of his scribes, but, and also funder for one of a lot, most of his things. And he bankrupted him and ruined his life. And all of the people that helped him along the way with the scribing, um, he burned to the ground and kicked them out of Mormonism at least once and excommunicated them at least once, including his cousin, Oliver Cowdery. So, and Martin Harris tried to get these um, things authenticated. So they have a copy of it. They have a copy of what he tried to authenticate. That's where we get it from. So I hate just saying to people like, this is the story, blah, blah, blah. They had a Mars knife that had the Mars sigil on it to kill black sheep in the middle of the night and do these weird circles outside. Like there's, this is all, they have photos of these knives. They have photos of these things. That private collector owns that still there. They have testimony from people in court. This isn't stuff I'm just making up. Again, you're selling me now. You're yeah. selling me on this all over again. <laughs> I mean, it's, you could join the fundies and have like 20 wives, but to me, that sounds like a pain in the ass. Yeah. Like, um, that's not a big sell for me. Two women. Yeah. That sounds that's, terrible. I've, you know what though? There's so many novel offerings that the Mormons have. The, and it seems unfortunate for me, I guess, that you kind of have to be like all in or not in at all. Oh, like yeah, you, you can't just you can't just be like I'm here for the pants. I don't want the wives. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to. Sh- I don't want to do the three hours in church, but I do want to, you know, do Enochian magic and necromancy. But it's right. yeah, and then you'd nothing, have to be right? at the very very top to get to that level. So you'd have to like be all clean shaven and white and delightsome and do all the perfect things. Although they've gotten better. I think they have gotten better over the years about like tattoos. And, and why can't women cut their hair? Because the hair connects oh, them. The to normal. The yeah. The normal Mormons can, but the fundamentalists. Well, we don't um, care about normal Mormons. Those yeah, are, that's boring. Yeah, the normal Mormons. What the about, fundamentalists, so can, they don't. can men shave their beards or. Um, yeah, they do. 
they they're very clean cut. So what's what's magical about a girl's hair that's not magical about a man's beard? They just say that they're going to wash Jesus's feet. I'm assuming because they would be more on the level of Jesus um, with their hair. No, the men, the men are more, they wouldn't be washing the feet of Jesus. I don't believe they would be more on the level of Jesus because they also believe that Jesus. And okay. So they believe in the, not the Trinity. They believe in God, the father, the son and the Holy spirit. And they also believe that he was created by sex, like actual, and that he's a man like he is a God, but that we be, can become like him because he was a man at one point and then became a God. So we can do the same thing. They're very into like becoming gods. And so he would have the priesthood. The man would have the priesthood. So he probably wouldn't be on his knees washing feet. That's my guess. Can we start a change.org to get the planets back? Do you think yeah, we could start we like a national... It. Has well, anyone done this yet? I feel like if I no. was a Mormon, no, I, I mean, no, I don't know. I, mean, I, know. I feel I like know. this is a noble cause to be like, we, you know, like we you're at risk of losing us and, yeah. and even people that might be interested, you're no longer going to have them. You need to pull back. Yeah. <laughs> did, and I think that the, there's an important question and I'm, I'm only half joking. I'm less than half joking, but they need to come out yeah. because now it's like, why did you take the plants away? Did you run out? Do, do you know lie. something? Well, because it. yeah, well, space is supposed to be infinite. So did right, they get some kind of insider to, info? Yeah. You try to talk to them about it and they're like, what are you talking about? That never existed. You crazy lady. And these I'm are like, not the droids you're looking for. I'm like, what? No, it was, it was a thing. And they're like, it's never a thing. Get out of here. But I don't know if the fundamental, I'm going to ask my brother-in-law because I don't know if the fundies still believe in Kolob. I would imagine they do because they didn't change their anything. They didn't change anything. So it goes back to the original, which would be interesting if he, if they didn't, that would be actually super interesting. I mean, if, if you're driving down the road and you have to make a left or a right, and on the left, it says, you know, oh, now wow. entering fundy land where everyone gets a planet. And on the right, it's like, you can cut your hair, but you know, planet. I feel like everyone's turning left. Yeah. Well, and unless you're maybe a 14 year old girl that doesn't want to right. shock up with a 50 year old man, but. any woman doesn't really want that position because I mean, you're just assigned you're, you have no choice in who you marry. You have no choice in any of that stuff. And if you do want to leave at some point, you don't get to take your kids. Like it's a whole fight. Like they have their own government. They have their own law people. They have their own cities and to, so they have Hilldale, Utah, and Colorado City, Arizona, and they're both right on the border. Okay, so like if they get in trouble, they just go over there, go over there. And they say there's like caves that like interconnect over there. God, you're selling me so hard. Yeah, this is like <laughs> but and for the men, underground for the caves, men, I'm in. I don't even care yeah. who, what God we're worshiping. I'm you in. You gotta get married. You have to have at least three wives because you can't go to heaven without. Them. I mean, I, I can work around that. That's not that yeah, big of a deal. You gotta have the three, and then you gotta multiply and replenish the earth. You can't, you can't skimp on the kids. There's gotta be a lot. Can of you kids. save your seed for the ghost babies? What if you're like, I'm saving myself for my my ghost no. wife? Like, I'm gonna live. No, you her gotta up. bring because you gotta bring down the babies that she already had that somebody's wife had. 
So you got to bring him down there. I apparently could have this crowd. Could, could you get your wife pregnant and be like, I'm not taking care of that kid. That's not my ghost baby. ghost baby. That came from ghost. some other dude. <laughs> that's, that's like on the Grinch where they're sending out all the babies and it comes to the wrong person. Yeah. Could be, could be a Grinch baby. Look, I know that like we did the thing, but that's not my ghost baby. <laughs> Yeah, no, not my ghost baby. I don't know whose baby that is. Who's out there? My baby's at. No, <laughs> you didn't laugh. You must not have seen the show. <laughs> I haven't seen the show. I, I appreciated the impression, but I've got no quote. idea who it yeah. was. It's just a silly quote from a movie, but for sure funny. For sure, like I could see it, and people people would buy it probably. I don't know. I definitely wouldn't want to put up with one more than one wife. Like I'm a woman and I couldn't put up with more than one of me and I'm pretty good, but yeah. How does that ratio work? Because if, if there's one guy that can have 40 wives, like aren't there just a bunch of single dudes, just angsty no, and they, frustrated? They throw, they throw out the young boys pretty early on. They start, they have this whole um, sect of boys that are called the lost boys kind of. And uh, they throw them out. When they're teenagers, if they get in any trouble or don't seem like they're going to be like a good guy in the community, then they just throw them out when they're young. So, yeah. How young are we talking? Are you like six years old? You didn't clean your room? Nah, like? nah, nah. 13, 14. The teenagers, if you're getting into trouble, you're just going. They don't, they don't care either. And they have no, they have no birth certificate. Most of the time they're born at home. They do all their own medical stuff. They have no mm. social security card. They've not been filed with the government because they're afraid. Unless you're the first wife, sometimes the is first Is this Fundy exclusive gone. or is this also normie? Fun, fundy. Yeah. Okay. All fundamentalists. Yep. And so they, they don't do a lot of the government things. You know, they don't have their babies in hospitals. They don't participate in government stuff. They get out of taxes a lot of time. I mean, it's just crazy, the things. And so... That's why when Warren Jeffs went to prison, so much of their city got taken away because it's all in the name of the prophet. Even though you can live there and you can build a house there, you don't own the land. You can't own the land. So if they come and they say, get out, like they did to my brother-in-law, you can't do anything about it. You just get out. It's a government inside of a government. So even yep. if you're anti-US government, yeah, like, there's like, still oh, someone yeah, yeah. It's, it's all the same uh, some pros and cons, right? <laughs> yep. And then so, and he said when he was working out to build the new Zion out in Texas, when all that mm -hmm. happened and they took the kids away from everybody and everything, they were working like 22 hours a day, free labor. There's some drawbacks. You got to do whatever they say. You don't own, like, he didn't have his own vehicle there. He didn't have a phone that was his. Like, he didn't have any money. Could you just be like, sorry, guys, like, I can't do any manual labor. I've got my underpants on. I got a bad and as back. we all know, like, I can't, like, this is a gym. We're basically at the gym right yeah. now. So, 24 hours, yeah, 24 hours a day. And they're like, oh, now get to work. They, they probably don't let you take them off for the gym. That's this is a, this is a silly dream. question, but I honestly, how, I don't have this opportunity. Are you allowed to <laughs> fart when you're wearing the yeah. magic underpants? Yeah, you can fart. That, so that's not yeah. considered like like well, defiling? This? You just can't. The defiling is you can't put them on the floor ever. And you have to put them on right hand first, right right leg first. But you can just blast ass in them all day and that's yeah. fine. Yeah. This they, doesn't make that. The logic is breaking down now. No, no, none of that. Yeah, it's just. It's like my husband says to me once, he said, if they can control the underwear you wear and that make you not drink coffee, like they can control anything. 
And he's not wrong. <laughs> I'm like, dang, it's true. And no smoking, no drinking, no, none of that. Or you don't get the underwear. You have to pay 10% of your tithing. Your tithing, if it's not 10% of your income, you do tithing settlements right after well, it's like right right after you get your W-2s, you go into your bishop and he looks at it. And if you didn't pay it on your gross and you only paid it on your net, then you're negative and you have to make it up. And like Damn. one time we were, yeah, one time we were negative and we had to clean bathrooms in the church for a while, like free toilet scrubbing, like the whole deal. Yeah. Give so if you're negative, off. what did accrue interest? Like what, what happens if you're negative aside from losing status? You don't. You don't get to go to the temple for the whole time. And then we had to do the jobs. We had to clean the church every week, like twice a week. What if you don't? What like if you're just like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Trouble. Yeah. You'll and what's trouble your, mean? You'll get your temple recommend taken away. So you won't be able to go to the temple at all. Not just for a short period of time, but for a long time. And then everybody knows. Like it, it's like they know, but they, sometimes some people could probably keep it on the DL. It's not like they announce it, but. And people are like, I didn't see you at, at the mm. word temple. So then it's just like a slow Sunday. excommunication after a while mm -hmm. where people just yeah. like stop associating. Yep. And then you feel embarrassed because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not worthy. Like well, if you're like, I'm just here for the underpants, jokes on you. I didn't want to go to temple anyways. Then then you wouldn't be hurt. You'd still have your underwear, but once they wore out, you wouldn't be able to get any more. Oh, that's right. Oh my god, that's they've thought of everything. Yeah. Yeah. They've thought well, they're pretty smart, actually. God, that no, that is smart yeah. because they're underpants. You can't keep underpants can't go without them. clean yeah. forever. Or you have to wow. go to somebody else. What, no, okay, I'm, I'm formulating a plan where I go and I just stock up, and like it. the second that I'm allowed to, I have the underpants. Could could there be a black market where like I, I can't get the underpants, be. but I want them, but I don't want to be you a Mormon. You could, probably and I I assume they retain their their magic right their magic stays I mean, in them if you <clears throat> they say that they're yeah i mean they say that they work whether you're doing everything you're supposed to or not because they still encourage you to wear them if you're not doing what you should right you and know? they take them away from you if you do something sure. bad which which implies that that they still work for bad people and they don't want bad yeah. people to have them and so i'm assuming that there is a black market only because i've seen a lot of pictures like on the internet with people in them unless they got out it could be that they just got out. If I go but, on eBay, how much do you do you think if I just randomly found some on eBay? $100. Or do you think they're just that's I it? Put LDS temple garment. I bet you. I bet you they're there. And would it have to be like worn or oh my god, they're okay. <laughs> so this is actually this is this is He's like, more never mind. I don't have I to be in underwear at the church. I can just buy the underwear. I'm good. <laughs> well, and and it's crazy because it looks like like a generic Target brand, like right, yeah. you know, sealed plastic pack. Uh, oh yeah, they're sealed. Yeah, no, they sell them. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is taking a little bit of the they? magic out. I was for some reason I assumed that like a wooden crate would show up and you'd have to like pry it open and there'd be like straw orders. and <laughs> but no, it's just like you just you just order it and it comes in How an Amazon Prime. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even. Uh, 50 bucks brand new unworn more than 10 available with there tags we there we go so these are magic right magical mormon undies they're very uncomfortable this item is for use only by endowed members Ooh, that oh. that stings what if you're like a micro penis does that mean 
So only for endowed members of the Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, not for resale. Did you go to hell for reselling these? So I wonder if you can even buy them then. Like if they're going to require your um, your temple recommend number. This seller has zero feedback. So they're either scamming or this is like legitimate, like a zero, what you would call a zero day account where it like exists long enough until the Mormons take it back down. Yep. Uh, And then I I it's I don't have the expendable income, but if I did, no, I, I promise it. you I would click buy it now, right now, and see if this shows I up. wonder if you went to it, like, add to it, like, if they're going to ask for your temple recommend number, like, next, but it might not. Oh, uh, okay. Well, you know what? At the very least, I'm adding it to my watch list on eBay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay, and then uh, someday, it's on the watch list. I'll try, I'll try, too, to see if, if we just go to, like, not when you buy it, but, like, when you put it in the cart and you go to, like, gonna check out it i don't think ebay has any i don't think that you're allowed i think you would screw uh, maybe that's why they have zero uh ratings but oh my gosh so i love there they are do you think they have like uh cyber monday sales on mormon underpants they don't at the real church but they might on that ebay (laughs) i'm gonna keep an eye out oh my gosh it's so funny yeah, no, we, the the whole thing about Mormonism, and, and people have said this to me, it's like Freemasonry for the whole family, right? Yeah. And so it's it's funny, but like at the same time, I literally think that's what got Joseph Smith killed, was letting women do the things that they had been doing. And then they were like, this is not okay. You know? Can women become an elder, like at that top, top level? Well, so then it okay. still sounds like regular Freemasonry. Yep. Because Freemasons also do. have like Daughters of Job and they've got Eastern right. Star. And even in the UK, um, they have co-masonry where women are allowed in the lodges. Allowed. But until you get to that like top, top level, that's the rumor then, is that yeah. then it's all men again. Yeah. At the top, it's all men that run it. Like all those, the quorum of the 70, the quorum of the 12, and then, you know, the top, all so of it's men. You don't actually know if there's like some magical thong at like the top, top level. I mean, it could be, but I, I bet it's more like more symbols. If it were my guess, it would be something better for them. Like more symbols. Cause we just have the two, the belly button and the knee. So I bet there's extra special things. Maybe mm. it's over the fart hole. <laughs> 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 no, I don't know. <laughs> if I were a betting woman, it'd probably be on the penis lap right because i mean phallic and freemasonry right you can't be wrong because if if you also de like decode all those ancient gods and yeah oh my god the apron that's what's under that apron they're hiding something exactly yeah exactly i think that if there is an extra symbol from the top top the elite people it would definitely be on the flap like because it's boxer hole flap you know Mm -hmm. like they can go to the bathroom but yeah that's my guess very unsupportive. They want you to have lots of children. <laughs> no, no support involved in those areas. Pretty sure. <laughs> oh man, R- original boxer style. So this actually turned into a Mormon recruitment video. I don't know if you were aware of that, but I'm I am more on <laughs> oh board gosh, now than when we started about truly wanting to become Mormon. Although the, yeah. the number one thing is when you said you have to spend three hours in church that's that's a huge yeah, like deal breaker money. for me 
Well, and then that's only the once a week. Remember, you got to add all the other meetings and the other things and all that in. Yeah, and so, then you add the tithing, and then yeah, you're. And if you're a fundamentalist, it's it gets really strict. Like there's now you got the long john undies. You can't wear those nice ones. And I assume those are just extra magical. Yeah, because I mean they're big. If you believe that the underpants truly are some kind of a magical protection, why wouldn't you want to be protected? Um, yeah. Your Everywhere. whole body. You want like long john yeah. protection. You don't want, Definitely. you know, this stupid Hanes briefer boxer protection. That yeah. seems silly. No. They want the whole the whole enchilada. They, they want to keep it the the real in the real. And then remember, no coffee or tea, um, no smoking, no drinking. Um, they don't like. They say the masturbation thing, all that. There can't be sexually promiscuous porn. There's so many rules. Is is it Mormons with the thing where they call oh, where they call it docking? Is that uh, oh yeah? I don't have the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, not it's docking, um, but... soaking. It's soaking. soaking. That's yeah. right. That's right. Docking's, a, docking's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's not a good like if the if you went to your bishop because you're supposed mm -hmm. to confess, kind of like a priest. And you told them that you're still in deep shit. That's not going to work. I, that's less less deep than if you had gone the yeah, whole way. Or... I don't think so, because they they get real upset about any of those things. What if and you're the guy? What if you're the guy jumping on the bed? Do you get in trouble for that? Hmm. Or you're just like I was just you'd jumping on a bed. I didn't know what was going on. I think you would be the accessory to the point. So I think you'd all be in trouble because then mm. you saw naked people too. That would be the worst to get excommunicated because you were the dude jumping on the bed. Like you, you didn't even. You didn't even get to do like, anything. I didn't even see. I turned around. Yeah, like, I was. I just shifted. It wasn't my fault that yeah, the guy was on like a hairpin trigger. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. No, all of that's out. And I've been asked about it a lot because it became like a really big thing. But like, it's still a no. They're very, very serious about that stuff. And when you're young, and I forgot to mention this. And oh, I mean, if you're old too, whatever. If you do something wrong, you have to go confess to the bishop. But you're all by yourself and you're like 14. And they're like, so... You touch yourself and you're like, it could just end there, right? That's a yes or no question. It could just end there. No, 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 I no, am no, right no. now. <laughs> yeah, right? And they're like, I need details. What are you doing? How are you doing it? What are you thinking about? How how did this occur? I mean, they want every detail. And are now, they writing this down? Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so here's what happens. Mormons become hugely good liars because by the third time this happens to you, some people a second you're like i never do anything i'm perfect in every way and then she got pregnant the next week like it's it's just how it is they they have one of we have one of the highest birth rates we have one of the highest like mothers we have one of the highest depression rates we have one of the highest suicide rates because this church doesn't teach grace ever they, and, and you just feel doomed all the time. Like nothing is ever good enough. So you've got to keep going and going and going and go. And it's really like OCD. Just this kind of sounds like Catholicism too. Like you're like, no it, one's ever it, good it, enough yeah. ever. Yeah, you can <laughs> never be good enough. And so you just feel damned. And at some point, almost everybody I've known has either gone completely off the rails and gone wild for a season, or they've just gone, this is stupid. You know, not even for the reasons that I left over theology and like studying. And I mean, like I legitimately have concerns about where this started, what we're doing, why we're doing it. Who are we praying to? <laughs> like, where is this prayer going here? You know, 
And, and I had concerns like that, but like other people just leave because they're annoyed. Like they're like, I'm not going to do, like you said, I'm not going to go to all these meetings. And that's me. You're like, you know, you're really sending your prayers to a Braxis. I'm like, that's cool. And you also have to come to church for three hours tomorrow. I'm like, I'm out. I'm not (laughs) doing that. And that's only the one part. Don't forget all the other stuff and go into the temple. You got to do all that for the dead people. And this is why, if you know anything about necromancy, it's supposed to give you some sort of reasoning why you do it, right? Like you don't just do it. That's weird. You would have a payoff at the end. Mm-hmm. So what's the payoff? A lot of times, what was the payoff for John D? It was knowledge, right? Yeah. So it would be knowledge and we have a what? A prophet that knows things that can tell you ahead of time because he's getting knowledge from you in the temple practicing necromancy for dead people. And I just think that that's really powerful and I'm not against it. I just don't think that they should do it the way they do it. If you want to do it, do it. I'm not going to do it because I don't want to, I'm a Christian, but here's the thing. When you lie to people and tell them they're Christian, you're a Christian. This is a Christ centered church. We are doing this for God and to get into the temple to go to heaven. And this is all about heaven and God and Christ and everything that's where I'm like, no, then I'm going to spill every secret you have that I know because you're that's screwy. You can't do that to people. Everyone knows with Freemasonry, if you go and pledge to be a Freemason, they're going to tell you on each level what you're expected and what's going to happen and why, right? Like each time you do that, they're going to explain it to you. When you level up, they're going to explain what the hell you're doing. And that's fine if people want to do that, but don't lie to people. That's shitty. Then you're in a cult and you don't even know. And one day you wake up and you're 34 and you go, well, holy shit, I wasted half my life. You know, I mean, it's just wrong. Like that's so wrong on so many levels. You have to just be honest. And Mormons came out tomorrow and said, you know what? We are a branch of Freemasonry. We are the true Freemasonry, like they say they are, right? And that they are given it divinely and whatever they want to say, then I would shut up. Is there, that's, that's fine. If you want to tell the truth, then there's nothing for me to say, you know, this, this actually just got even cooler because now I'm imagining an all out American civil war between Freemasons and Mormons arguing oh, over who's the real Mason. There was one. Oh, there was almost one. And Joseph Smith also ran for the president of the United States. And there was a Mormon militia and multiple wars. I've, I have heard that didn't, wasn't his that's running real. mate, uh, like a black female or something. I think I can't remember. I can't remember on that, the running mate, but he did run for the president and he, there was, they they had their own armies. That's what scared them. There was actually more numbers in Joseph Smith's Freemason club than there were in all the clubs in the area, like, and in the whole branch of the Freemason, like division, like each house. Cause the first one he pledged to said, no, they were like, no, you're kind of weird. And so he went to another one and they did let him in. And then they ascended him quickly. He became a third degree overnight to the next day. And that's just not normal. His brother's name was Hiram. Like this was going on for a while. <laughs> like Hiram Abiff, like this, is, this wasn't new for these people. And his mother was Scottish. So yeah, you know, yeah, there's just like a list of like a hundred coincidences with the, yeah. with Joseph Smith. There's no way. And I mean, it's just, and I can't wait when we do this again, I can't wait for the stuff you come up with. Cause this has been fun. Cause a lot of times people don't know what to ask me. They're like, 
we don't know what to do with you. Like this. Oh, is so I've weird. got I've got so many. We can go down a lot of rabbit holes on this. Let's do it. I think it's gonna be amazing. It's fun. I think I think it's fun because I mean, very few people can I speak to, especially where I like this. You know, it's it's gonna get me shot. So. Well, ju just to out myself, since you've outed yourself, but I've I've been a Freemason for going on twenty years now, over fifteen years ago. So, and I've there come, I've had a couple brothers that were in some of the lodges I've been in that were also Mormon, and one of them uh, tried to break, and I didn't understand any of it at the time he was explaining to me. But thinking back, like he was dropping jewels on me that I should have been paying more yes. attention. But well, but that, and you can be both, yeah. Well, you and that's the that was what yeah. he was saying is there's this misconception. That like Freemasons are angry at Mormons because they stole the info, and the Mormons uh, think that Freemasons are like underneath them because they've got this like crappier version. But he, but he was actually like, no, like if like if you have a foot in each, you can actually appreciate. And the way that that he had explained it to me, and I don't think I'm going to get my neck slit for this. Hopefully, if uh, <laughs> you're but, like, I'm not doing anything bad. <laughs> but that that Joseph Smith wasn't revealing, and this sounds like one of those like bobbing and weaving, like you know, explanations. But that yeah. Joseph Smith wasn't violating the secrets of Freemasonry <laughs> because when he went through those practices and the degrees were conveyed on him, he then realized that those same degrees were just the vehicle of passing on important information so he just used that same vehicle without and it and i don't really understand the logic like right. i understand the argument but not the logic behind the argument uh, but but that was the explanation of like how they can both coexist and one person can be a devout mormon right. and a devout freemason without no, conflict still, yeah yeah they still say many that weird movie you need to go watch that youtube to go do two things for me go watch my my story about my brother-in-law the Warren Jeffs thing. So you can kind of understand a little bit about the fundamentalist stuff he went through and then, or I'll send it to you. And then you got to watch the movie about them saying that Mormons can be Masons because they don't, that I think they're getting closer and closer to trying to somehow like almost merge it with the mainstream Masons. And I, you're curious. doing a good job at pushing me towards it. No, you don't want to do all that crappy stuff, though. But like, I don't know. It's it's a lot. If they really want the numbers, they'll let us like call, like remote in and put on right. Zoom and like not even turn the camera like, on. I'm like, not yeah, doing yeah. That. I'm a yeah. temple for three hours. Sure. No, I'm not turning my camera on. <laughs> they did it during COVID. They did do yeah, that. Freemasons did too. There were people that could get yeah. conferred and and get degrees <laughs> through a yeah. Zoom call. Yeah. Well, I mean, you'd have to. Like, how else would you sustain, right? Like that's what I'm saying. God, I mean, God. Yeah. Uh, sometimes he lets you bend the laws, and then it's and like, then hey, wait a minute. <laughs> they could shut me up at the same time because, like I said, if they ever did come out and just be honest and not tell people, you have to do all these things to go to heaven. It's like Catholics mixed with like Freemasonry mixed with all these other things. Mm -hmm. And if if they would just cut that out and be honest, just be honest with what you're doing. Like Freemasons are, you know, yeah, you're secretive. But like everybody knows certain things. I mean, kind of. But but well. even in Freemasonry, when you go to the next degree, the first thing they tell you is like everything we taught you in that previous degree, uh, it, it wasn't really now. true. Like this is the real story. <laughs> and then you get to the next level, and they're like, "Hey, all that stuff that we said in the first and second degrees, oh, guess man. what? <laughs> this is the real well, story." I wonder, so I wonder, like you said, with Mormons at the top, like we were talking about the top level, if they do the same thing. Mm -hmm. 
Well, that's, I mean, it reminds me of like the Scientology thing where you, once you get to the clear, they're like, oh, by the way, um, like we all came from a volcano and there's an alien named Xenu. And you're like, wait a minute, what? And Um, you're too far in and you've spent all this money and you're like, shit. Right. And, and the, the extra point is that you spent so many, uh, so much time and resources and money getting that information Mm -hmm. that now you're like, well, it would would just be a waste if I went and told someone for free. Like they also need to spend the money to get this information. Uh, it's, that's a weird, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you gotta suffer. Like you can't just make it, you can't just show up one day, you know? (laughs) And that's the weird part about Joseph and getting, you know, moved up so quickly. I'm like, well, what did he do? You know, like what, who did he, I think, I mean, if, if that's not a rhetorical, which it is, but if it's not a rhetorical, (laughs) the answer is just like a manly Palmer hall was the same thing, but it was be, and he just became like the concept would be when like a college man, I can't remember the exact name. Um, when they, like a college will give you a degree, like an honorary degree or something. And like, you didn't actually go there and you didn't take a test, but they're just like, yeah, like you, we already know that you know. So here's a thing that that says ah. that we know that you know, and that that's what happened to Manly Palmer Hall, where um they were just like, dude, you already you know more than I do. Like just take okay. it. Like you're you're thirty third. So that so back um, to that. Back that, to that. That's there is a precedent that has been set that if if Joseph Smith say just showed up and he would just like. He was a panty dropper. They were all like, oh my God, this guy knows so much about Freemasonry. I, mean, I can't contain myself. <laughs> Imagine the magic panty dropper. They were like, oh boy, and I have 30 something <laughs> wives, uh, or however many he had at that point. And then they're probably like, holy crap, we need him. We definitely need him here. He's got to teach us the way. But what if he got a lot of that knowledge from the angels, just like John D did? And um, I mean, that's a very po- real possibility. He shows yeah, up and yeah. they try to tell him, okay, here's what we believe. And he's like, nah, <laughs> let me tell you what right. you believe. Let me tell you something. Right. Yeah, let me tell you something. <laughs> that's so funny. That's true. It could be true. I mean, something happened that was impressive enough where it was the grandmaster decided, I don't care what you guys say, I'm doing it. That's what he did. Well, also, so, if this was pre eighteen fifty, which I think it was, right? Because this is like I frontier think. era. Yeah, I think but so. It, but if it was pre that, this is also before the there was even sort of like a cohesive Grand Lodge. Because I think now, like or Scottish Rite in particular, has like northern jurisdiction and southern jurisdiction, and part of that is before they established those jurisdictions, you just had like salesmen that just might knock on your door. And be like, hey, we're offering, you know, 32 degrees for only 70 bucks. Sign up here. And then that guy leaves and another guy comes and knocks on your door and like, hey, we've got 40 degrees and ours is only $65. And it turned into this whole thing. So they had to clamp down on it. But there was also a very real possibility that you might just like run into someone that was conferred these high degrees and they're like, look, bud, you know, I'm low on money. Give me 20 bucks and I'll make you a mason. That did happen, and that was a huge issue that that, um, Albert Pike gets credit for trying to help stamp out. Uh, And it's also the reason why Freemasons have that saying of to ask one, be one. It was because before that, they literally were knocking on your door like a freaking uh, vacuum salesman. It was was before that. I just checked. It was 1842 when he went through and got his rights. Like all his okay, stuff. so so this was during that general time when like you could just go and buy it from someone. It was looked down upon, but it was possible. Right, right. But if if his and also his dad may have had a part to play in that. Like I know his dad 
I don't know if his dad was one already or became one later, but it was always a part of his life. Like, I think his brother already was one, if I remember correctly. But uh, I'm not 100 on that. But I do know that two years later, after he became a Mason, is when he ran for president. And so it all kind of falls like right in that weird line, like where he obviously either knew someone, owed someone. He always owed everyone money. He always owed everyone. They say if you went in a, one of the things with his Jupiter talisman, and I'll send you some pictures of it. It's really cool. Or I can do it next time when we do a thing. But they said one of the things that it gave him was he was extremely charming. And it helped him be more charming. And I mean, obviously they said, even if you were totally pissed at him and you went in a room with him, like by the time you left, you weren't mad anymore. And it still wasn't fixed. Like he stole that seer stone from his neighbor and the neighbor kept trying to get it back. And he, he never like sued him for it or anything. He was just mad about it, but like, he never did get it back. Like he had seen him multiple times and he said, Oh, and we would talk and then he would talk you out of it again. Like he was a talker. <laughs> And so I think he knew what he was doing. I mean, he's got sigils, he's got talismans, he's got all these things. Like, where did he get that knowledge? That Is there an answer to that? Him? Where did he get? Where, right. How did he find John D's um, writings? How did they he even say, get into it? They say he never did. They say he never knew any of that. But he did have an encounter with a man named, and this is funny, Walter Lumens, Lumens, right? When he was 14. And it just so happened to be Emma, his future wife's cousin. And so he came into town and he had been all over and like, like they called him a doctor, but he was like an honorary doctor, like what you're saying. And he had just came from visiting Europe. And I kind of wonder if he saw in him something like that charisma, they say he was very charismatic, all that stuff, because he was really sick when he was young. Either that for me, he gave him books because he couldn't arms. Like he, I believe it was wasn't diphtheria. It was something when he was young, and he he it went to his bone and gave him a, a bad infection, and he was laid up for like a year or two years and his leg was messed up like the rest of his life it normally would have been cut off but his mom was like no just cut out the bone that's infected and she was a healer see she was a scottish healer so i'm like either his mom had a copy because she was a scottish healer or she had oral tradition knowledge or you know maybe at one of her dad's old books or something like that i just can't figure it out but hmm. nobody might have come from the mom somehow Either the mom or the guy that was visiting when he was 14, because he had a copy of uh, the some Greek play or something, and he read it to people, and, and he saw, like, oh, he's reading this book, and they think he's magical because they didn't know the language, and he could read it. So they were, like, mesmerized, because okay. these are, like, chicken farmers, right? Like, in the middle of nowhere in New York. <laughs> like, and they were like, oh, my gosh, look at this. Though also that knowledge may have made him go search. If she maybe told him not the whole thing, but maybe told him a little about John D, maybe mm -hmm. then he was granted that knowledge. Because just like we know with John D, yeah, he did all those books, but then they burned them. But then later on, they were found again under a tree and they just said, go dig them up. So they can manifest anything like that. I mean, they're angels. We're talking about angels, you know, and they really did come back to existence, which people own things from him now, you know, and so if they can do that, they can do whatever. And you know, Crowley called Joseph Smith the star child. Do you know that? Or the moon child, the moon child. 
never well, I've, I've actually just read Moonchild recently. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. And I'm like, why would Crowley care about stupid Joseph Smith? Like, that makes no sense. You know what I mean? Like, not that he's stupid or the religion's stupid, but like, why would an occultist care about this guy? Well, you know? it's, a, it's a cult as hell. That's why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But that's the point. And I'm like, so it doesn't surprise me if they manifested somewhere like these, his knowledge, you know, like, hey, go look under this tree. Like, oh, okay. John books or something who knows well I'd be even more interested like how did a how did like a poor person come across John Dee's work because that was mm -hmm. the one thread is that He's if poor. you were interested in alchemy or occultism or anything there's a good chance that you had almost like expendable income slash expendable time and when you said that uh Edward Kelly and John Dee didn't have the resources for what the angels demanded like they still yeah. had like some serious resources like he had one of the biggest the most exclusive libraries that people would come from all over yep. the world to like borrow books from them or just get info um yep. but i mean just to imagine then like the some library yeah well, and, and to and, say like a chicken farmer in america a hundred years right. later now has possession of his writings like how the hell does that happen how does that happen but then he or or it may not have been actual writings and it could have been knowledge right like just right. like when you're given that ascended knowledge and I, obviously he said okay his story is he went out in the woods because he lacked knowledge literal words of which church to join and the father and the son came down as angels and said join none of them because you're going to make your own church what if when he and it, and it overpowered him so bad he passed out what if there's a whole lot more to that story? Because there's about six different versions of what I just told you. That's the one from the mainstream Mormon church. But those visions weren't always like that. There's multiple versions of these visions. And there's multiple versions of other visions and things they had him write down. So I'm like, what didn't he say? There's got Freemasons are secretive in many, many ways. So what did he hide? What didn't he say? What's known by people that are higher up what's known by people and passed down they say the church has huge vaults underground and there's tunnel systems everywhere in salt lake underneath the city and the temple uses them and they say it's for safety for and they own a lot of them the church owns a lot of them so that they can get the profit in and out of the temple and different places without being bothered but i i call bs on that i call way more to that than meets the eye way more and so, like you said, like, if he is secretive about certain things, as one would be, like, he's just going to spill all his guts for nothing. You know, no, he's not going to do that. I think they know a lot more than they say. That's just me. But I'm conspiracy theorist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm weird. I don't know. But I definitely think that there's a big story there. And I've tried really hard to figure it out. And like the best analytical way I know how to not sound completely insane, but it does still. So. Well, that, that's the other secret is that if you put it into a comic book, then if someone's like, oh, that's insane, then you could be like, dude, you're looking at a comic book. It's right, like the ultimate right. cheat code. You can say the craziest thing you want and you're not allowed to criticize it because it's artwork. Exactly. Yes. And I'm like, okay, well, if it, it's completely insane and so is john d's whole story and so is all this other stuff then why the hell do we still read things from them because we know that there was something there right 
people know. People, why does the Enochian alphabet have any significance whatsoever if it's all crazy talk, right? But it's been crazy talk for a damn long time. That's all I'm saying. Like, there's something to it. Or people wouldn't still do it. And people still do Enochian magic to this day. There's something to it. I'm sorry. There just is. Are, you know, sympathetic magic in general. Absolutely there is. And why is it so popular to like mask it with like saying, oh, well, I can uh, just go to yoga and go to manifestation class and do all these things, but then not call it magic. Like you, you definitely should at least know what you're doing. I feel like too many people nowadays don't know what they're doing, whether it be Mormonism, whether it be magic, whether it be whatever, or they don't know for the right reasons what they're doing. Like you definitely should know some things if you're delving into this. Cause like the end of Edward Kelly's story was pretty bad. You know, the end of Joseph Smith's story was pretty bad. It's all not a pretty picture at the end. And none of their works meant anything, nothing until they were dead a long time, you know? So that's my thing. I'm like, you just better know and have the wisdom to know what you should and shouldn't do or, or should and shouldn't release if that was the case. So I don't know. People better be wise. Don't divulge the secrets of Freemasonry. That's an, a quick yeah. way to, to not get killed. There you go. Because and then you know you end up marrying that guy's wife. He should have definitely know better, <laughs> right? The William, whatever his name, William Morgan. William Morgan, yeah, the William oh, Morgan yeah. affair that spawned yeah, exactly. the whole anti-Masonic exactly. movement. Yes, and that that all came from just a tip because he he was one. I think it was, or he wanted to be one. It couldn't be. I can't remember, but it was still it was still relevant to his time frame. So Joseph knew better, is what I'm saying. He married his wife. So he definitely knew the story. Maybe you shouldn't have divulged a whole bunch of things. Like they call it secret society for a reason. Like, you yeah, I want to dive around. into that. That's, that's fascinating. I've never heard that before. Yes. I will. I will get some things together and we'll make another date for sure. Let's do it. Okay. I'll, I'll make only, a little the list. The only of... reason why I would keep going, but ghost is waiting for me. <laughs> yeah. Tell, tell ghost. I said, what's up too. Yeah, I will. I'll do it. <laughs> He's like, did you forget? I'm like, I don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's do it. Let's do it. Round two, Mormons, you bring the heat. We can do it on yours next time. We will. We will 100%. All right. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate you. This was really fun. <laughs> thank you. We have part two coming up. Yes, let's do it. I'm happy I got to meet you. You're fun. <laughs> all right. Nice to meet you, Heidi. Nice to meet you. Have a good one. Bye-bye.